Happy Monday, everybody. Um, we got a special show with you guys today. Mr. or Dr. Hike Martirosian is here with us uh, for a second time. They're going to set up his live really quickly, share it. Um, but before we get to um, the show, we want to send our thoughts and prayers to all the victims uh, who lost their lives and families who lost family members 32 years ago in Spitak, Armenia, or Leninak on Armenia, due to a tragic earthquake that struck the town and killed thousands of people. Uh, our thoughts and prayers go out to all the families who lost loved ones, friends, everybody. Um, it was a tough, 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 tough day for our people. I mean, I, I, I was very young. We were in America at the time, but, you know, my family was from uh, Gimri, Lenagan, Armenia, and we had family there, so... People are still affected by it, living in, uh, like, sheds. Unfortunately. Yeah. It's unfortunate. I mean, Fly was with us, when was it, a couple months ago, and, you know, we discussed it then as well, that those uh, domics, or sheds, containers, were temporary, but it's been 32 years now, and you still have people living in those containers. So, um... I mean, it brings you to the topic of the day with Dr. Martirosian. Uh, I want to, number one, thank you again for taking time out of your Monday to be with us. Thank you for having me. Um, Armenia right now, obviously, for the past couple of weeks, has been going through 
a lot of a lot of difficult decisions um, at the end, which was about two weeks ago now, a decision was made uh, that a lot of people weren't a fan of. Um, and at the same time, some people uh, you see all over social media and news outlets said we had no other choice. Uh, eventually, you know, there's there's a big saying in in the English language that they say, you know, obviously shit's gonna float, come afloat, but uh, that that is gonna happen eventually. But when it it's is gonna, already well, it, it is already. But there's a lot of there's a lot of people debunking what's been going on and. Uh, what exactly the decisions were that the prime minister made or the parliament made or whoever it was in power made. But as far as your thoughts on it, we can go back to when the war began. We can start off by the ending of the war. What do you want to do, Hike? You tell us. First of all, uh, I know that a lot of people who follow you have uh, inquired about me being again in mosque. So if there are people who feel offended... I apologize, but I'm trying to stay healthy. Yeah. Um, I tried my best to convince him to take it off. I know. Oh, but I know. which, by the way, <laughs> hopefully um, next time. Yeah, but which, by the way, as you could see, it's just the two of us today. Yeah. It's just Armand and I today. Um, Edgar was feeling under the weather, and out of respect to our guest, uh, Edgar did says, decide to uh, sit this one out again. Edgar doesn't have COVID. I appreciate it, Edgar. Yeah, um, I don't want people going out there and spreading rumors about. Ed possibly having COVID and uh, <laughs> <laughs> missing yeah. the show. But uh, out of respect to you, our guest, Edgar decided Thank to sit you. out. But I go ahead, it. as far as with the mask. So, uh, well, we know when the war started. For some, it was unexpected. I was warning about it for so many years, for five years almost. And I was criticized very heavily Every single time I was being criticized for reminding that a big war is coming. And at some point I was the only one who was warning about the war coming. And uh, unfortunately it was the public attitude and it was, which is worse, the government's attitude not to pay attention to the realities on the ground. And the realities were, and the government was very well aware of it, but never paid any attention, all the governments that a very heavy-duty war is coming. This is what year? Um, I started warning about it since 2015, at least. So, at least. so before Aprilian? Of course, before Aprilian. And um, one very interesting story. Um, uh, one of the very high-ranking officials at the time called me, and I was in New York after an interview that I gave, and I said, there is a very bad war coming, we should prepare and started complaining and almost yelling and saying that I'm sowing panic amongst the people. Why would I speak this kind of negative things? War is not coming. The Azerbaijanis are not going to be attacking. The Russian allies are not going to be allowing it to happen. So if a very, very high-ranking official would do that, what can we say about the rest of the society in the country and the army people? So, uh, and nothing changed after the so-called uh, revolution that turned out to be a fake revolution. Uh, even things got even worse, way worse than they were before uh, the so-called revolution, which was a surprise at first, but now when so many facts come up, um, we discover that uh, there has been a malicious intent to lose the war 
from the very beginning. And you were next to Nicole during the revolution. For those of you just tuning in, you you were basically by his side during the entire. I was not physically by his side. No, not. I mean, yeah. as far as. Well, basically, essentially, there were three people who were independent of each other uh, on the front line of the so-called revolution. Three people only, because everybody else were under the two. I had nobody under me, but the first one was Nikol. The second one was David Sanasarian, who had his own group of people, Mm -hmm. his followers, and I was alone. But we didn't depend on each other. Everybody else was either under Nikol, the vast majority of the people involved in the movement, and uh, David. Uh, But I was the first one to go against him because at some point I realized that this person is not only doing stupid things, but he's also doing some malicious things, that he's taking a dangerous path. So when I became an opposition or started voicing my concerns and especially it reached the peak at some point during the Amusar movement in 2019 Mm -hmm. he uh, he just ordered the National Security Service to launch an investigation against me so I was called there, and when I was uh, there, he posted a message about me in which he essentially tried to blacken me and tried to... Uh, it was a slander from on the part of Prime Minister, and after that, he just created this amongst his brainless... Uh, amongst the small, or I don't know, not-so-small group of brainless followers that are fanatically following him, of course, not, not all the followers were brainless, but there, there is a very specific group that's fanatically, like, crazy, crazy fans of his. So he started spreading this thing that I uh, I am unhappy that I wasn't offered a top-ranking, a, a top of, I mean, position. Cabinet. Yeah, in the government, which is stupid. Which is something that a lot of our listeners right now are actually mentioning. They're saying, yeah. um, you know, it's because you weren't offered a position. Well, that's that's the malicious uh, message that he spread uh, because this is very characteristic for him. Whoever he... For example, the same day, another person who said there is probably a corruption in what's happening with Amusar, uh, hinting that the prime minister is probably corrupt, he has interest in opening up the mine. Uh, the other person who said the same thing the same day on Facebook was uh, the Environmental Protection Agency head who was uh, who resigned a couple of days ago be- because of this disagreement with him. And Nicole, in the same post that he makes on Facebook against me, he says uh, the two f- famous uh, notorious uh, posts that appeared today were authored by people, one of whom was fired for high incompetence and that guy was the most competent, the most professional environmental protection specialist in the country at that point. And he resigned himself. He was never fired. And the second one was begging me for a position uh, and I never got it. That's why he's angry. So that was me. It's supposed to be me. Yeah. So people who took this for face value, Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't want to label them. But I feel sorry for them because not everything is so primitive. And then I had the live uh, uh, on Facebook where I explained that, and I disclosed that 
there is a correspondence. I mean, I have emails with the, the prime minister where it is obviously seen that I never asked for a position. I but, was offered one. But the position was, uh, you just mentioned, it was offered to uh, you. It was, yeah, it was in a way offered, yes. It was offered in New York in our last meeting. But before, uh, and I didn't accept anything, I didn't ask for anything. We agreed to talk later on about the topic. And in between those things, uh, he took some political steps that I didn't approve of. So I made a video, I posted on YouTube. That's where he got enraged because we see who he is, how he acts, what his modus operandi is. And then it started from there, the animosity and everything. But my position has always been political, not personal. And I'm so grateful to faith that I never worked with him because otherwise I would have uh, been bearing the burden of, uh, you know, uh, being part of the high treason that took place in Armenia later on or that was taking place now, starting those days. Do you belong to a certain political party in Armenia? Absolutely not. No, no, no. I'm totally independent. I am part of um, uh, not even a movement. Uh, we call it Access, Bever. Bever, National Democratic Access, which is a group, a type of a political club of totally independent people and a few parties who are united around the idea of national democratic values. Uh, I never have been part of any party. I am not a member of any party. Hopefully, I will never be. Hopefully. Are any of the members former Nikol supporters or uh, former, let's say, uh, almost Sar everybody? Sarkisian no, not Sarkisian. Kocharian no, no, no. Heavy, heavy duty opposition to Sarkisian former regimes, Kocharian, <laughs> Levanter Petrosian, heavy duty opposition. But uh, everybody has supported the revolution first. But then uh, it's not that you marry to death somebody if you support somebody. Till death do us part? Yeah. No, no it's, I mean, that's stupid. They were accusing me that, oh, you were supporting him. Now you didn't get a position. You became an opposite. So stupid, so primitive. I mean, I have no respect for such views and people who express them. Because you know why? what politics is a very dynamic thing? Once you get disappointed, you got to voice everything and you got to change the person. You got to stop supporting the person. That's why we are where we are at this point. Because we kept on, I mean, not me. Most of the people kept on supporting the person who was obviously doing things that shouldn't have been allowed to be done. But I don't want to concentrate on myself. We, we went too far. Uh, we spoke about the stupid issue and etc. It's not about me. It's not about how he slandered me because he did that to everybody else. During all this time, that's his modus operandi. Because what's curious is you're saying you're not part of any political party. And again, we'll get back to the whole war and everything sure. as well. But you're saying you're not part of any political party. It's more of an independent sort of thing. But if Nicole did offer you some sort of position, what party would you be under? He then? didn't offer me a concrete position. And you don't need to be a member of a party to get a position. But, but you have to understand people's perspective as far as... Cause Look at it this way. There's th over the last 30 years, there's always been, uh, even even as recently as I think yesterday, there were a group of people in vans driving around town, passing out money so people can go out to Yerevan and protest against Nico. Right? Have, have you seen the footage? Yeah. Uh, is it verified? Well, 
verified would be me personally being there. That's the only verification I no, trust. No, I, I personally have not seen the footage, but I don't believe in that because that's a very discrediting message being put out there, not by you, but by the people who produce those images because that is a way of making it appear as if there is no discontent amongst the people while the absolute majority of the people consider him uh, the greatest traitor in the Armenian history. Well, there is this connect, but, but here's what it is. It's not just Armenia. Any third world country, that's one of the m- main ways they convince people to to uh, start protests or start... Exactly, but my point is you don't regime. need to give money for this thing. Why not? Because, because whatever has happened has generated so much hatred so much intolerance towards him and his regime that you don't need to give out money to to to, to generate public discontent or to, to, to bring people to demonstrations. But you see so many videos out there of you know from H one as far as Hameka and all these other videos on social yeah. media and YouTube. There's actually so many people in, including soldiers coming to the no. coming to Yerevan and actually I mean it's there it's out No there. well yes so have, there have, have, most of the videos have been proven to be fake What I mean you have groups of not no, I'm not talking about hundreds I'm talking about thousands of people in in the Times Square of Armenia in Yerevan Square yeah. together one you know holding hands and basically all saying this is this is the right thing he did. We're not against him. What, We're not which date are you referring to? This is basically... There has been just one demonstration in support of his action. And uh, you're referring to that demonstration uh, more than a week ago when he came out surrounded by his bodyguards, heavy duty protection. Uh, he spoke to them and he went back. He ran back. But you must understand one thing. Uh, Nicole has created a so-called fake fabric, fake uh, uh, factory, which is um, which is a group of a large group of people paid by oligarchs who have supported, by the way, the previous regimes uh, in support of him. And those people sit in front of the computers and they generate <coughs> through fake Facebook accounts public opinion, so-called public opinion. They generate posts, they make posts, and etc. Also, that's called POAG. But we couldn't make those fake posts and stuff during the Azeri viral battle? Uh, what do you mean we couldn't? I mean, you're talking No, about... he was fighting his opposition and he was, they were silencing everybody who was raising questions. So let me explain what those videos were that you saw, the so-called soldiers. Of course, a couple of soldiers were supporting him because they were on the positions on the front lines without any clue. They didn't have any clue what really happened why happened how it happened so they thought that the because also the information was supplied to the front lines that the former regime is trying to rebel against nicole mm-hmm. that's why people are protesting in yerevan after the capitulation uh, signature right the signing of the capitulation paper so part of the soldiers made messages against the previous regime without realizing because they were to- completely cut from information of from course. armenia the second part of the people that you saw in several videos that were cursing, by the way, with the dirtiest words out there in Armenian. By the way, Lena Nazarian, the vice spokesperson of the parliament, was posting those curses, like the dirtiest Armenian curses out there. She was posting on her Facebook page as, a, as an endorsement. So those guys, many have been, I mean, uh, uncovered as people 
who have never fought on the front lines. Somebody was working for the government, somebody was working for the fake fabric, for the, for not fabric, well, the, the factory, the so-called fake factory, uh, in Armenia, fake fabrica. Uh, some people were just uh, actors, paid. So we must understand, Nikol has created this Nazi type of information machine, and you refer to Hamek, he put the head of that uh, uh, factory, the so-called factory, he appointed him as the chairperson, as the CEO of Hamek, of the national, the public broadcasting company. Yeah, of Armenia. So that company is the dirtiest propaganda machine out there serving this guy. I mean, uh, of course, many in diaspora have no clue about these things because people don't have time uh, to follow all the news, don't have the energy to, to go into the details and everything. But it's, uh, it's what we know. So, so, so when we found out the evening, well, it was evening in Yerevan that Nikol had agreed to sign the agreement, right? There were thousands of people who riled up at Yerevan and they entered the parliament, correct? Yes. And some of those people leading the PACs were supporters of the former regime, yes. correct? Yeah. Uh, so you don't think there's any propaganda there as far as why... Why did they take those actions? Why break into his quote-unquote mansion or wh whatever? Of course they had their own interest, of course. Of course they tried to capitalize on the discontent mm -hmm. that, that was naturally out there amongst the people. But I don't care what they did, okay? I wouldn't do the same thing, but I don't regret what they did because... Uh, people not affiliated with the former regime would have done exactly the same thing. So many people. They say, oh, it was an attempt on the life of Arat Mirzoyan and etc. Who is Arat Mirzoyan? Part of the uh, traitor's pack? I mean, it's very bad to speak these things. I feel sorry for Ararat, or I don't feel sorry for Ararat. I don't know. I wouldn't like him to die, but I would like him to stand trial as a uh, party, as part of this treasonous actions and pack, somebody who has served Nikol in this treasonous policy, but uh, whatever happened, I don't, I don't really care. Okay, so just condemning, well, they attacked and etc. So many people in so many democratic countries went physically against treasonous governments, against oppressive governments. They kill, they did. It's bad. I don't want that to happen in Armenia, of course. But, well, those things happened the first day. That was a rage. Again, uh, some people from the previous regime tried to capitalize on it. That's not good. But we must understand that, that hatred is out there against, directed against this illegitimate government because it's illegitimate since November 9. It is completely illegitimate. We don't have a legitimate government in Armenia anymore. When you say hatred, though, we've had hatred for 30 years against our government. And then prior to that against... In America? No, no, in no, Armenia. No, no. In Armenia. Right? Yeah. A and so if we... Uh, here's what I'm trying to figure out. You've got... Because as you've as you even seen the, in the States here, the media controls the narrative. Same thing in Armenia. And as far as I understand... Most of the media in Armenia is owned by the former administrations, right? Not most, not most. 
Who is it owned by? A lot. Uh, half of them is owned by Nicole and his cronies. Half of them? Uh, well, may- maybe not half, maybe one uh, uh, third. So majority is still owned by either Sarkisian Probably, or Kocharian, yeah. right? Yeah, they're yeah. family members, they're in-laws, Call it whoever. Two-thirds. Yeah, right? but, that doesn't, so d- but that doesn't mean that they cannot publish the truth. That doesn't mean that. They may want to capitalize on the truth. Is there freedom of press in Armenia? Uh, Internet-wise, no. let, let no, me, no, no, let no, me no. explain. No, no, Internet-wise, yes, there because, has always because, been. Because, inter- because Internet is a .com, but as far as the press in Armenia... What do I mean? Like printed papers? There are no printed papers no, almost. No, as far as television, any, any, anything, television and dot .am. Uh, television, yes. Dot .am, yes. There's yes. freedom of press? Yes. Dot .am, yes. But uh, there is way less freedom under Nicole than has been under Serge. So, because Serge had a different policy towards media. He would let opposition uh, be uh, uh, present on media, even on the media uh controlled by his regime uh, but the television was closed very tightly closed for opposition people which tells you there's no freedom of press but but well partially <laughs> but under Nicole I mean when Nicole came to power almost all the press even dot coms became inaccessible to many many people in the opposition and I'm not even talking about the television television is in a worse worse state than it was under Serge I mean, it's unbelievable, but that's what it is. We we we, we shall accept this. I mean, I think during Serge and Kocharyan and even, well, Ted Bedrosian at the time, there was no internet. But during Serge's time, I don't think there was freedom of press. I don't think you could say anything about Not the press. Not in general, but again, my point is you would have seen many, many instances when the opposition would be present on .com or .am in the internet. Not on television. It was extremely rare for opposition figures to appear on television channels, right? But the situation became way worse under Nikol, right? For example, Bever, my so-called political club yeah. I'm a member of, uh, we are almost banned from almost every single outlet there now. Banned meaning you're not allowed? Not allowed to speak. Even those that were inviting us and came under control of Nicole lately, since he came to power, they just blocked. So you're being everybody. censored. Censored. So that isn't. Wouldn't you consider that not freedom of press or freedom of speech? Well, no, but it's do you rel- have freedom of relative. press here? Of course you do. How you can say anything you no, want. You yes, you can. Why are, can't you? Are you not being censored on Facebook? Um, Facebook is a different platform. But as far well, what's different about you it? Can, Facebook you, is the biggest media. I understand that. But as far as you posting an article, going to LA Times and posting something, as far as I want to write this article about Who's this. Who's going to post that? No, they can't stop you, though. Of course they can. Who can stop you? Well, New York Times well, it's, is it's not a constitutional LA Times right. or New York, New York Times <laughs> you are can, not going to publish your articles. You can, you can, gonna here's the thing. Here's the thing. The, you, can, you can say whatever you want about whoever you want. And they, they, really they cannot. The, the, the Twitter and Instagram remove the president's comments. You think you have? They remove it, or they put a fact check no, no, under no. it. No, no, they remove it. You think you have freedom of speech and freedom of press here? I have yet to be censored on social media because you don't post anything no, aside I've, from I've... escrow closes. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm serious. I okay, post... let's let's no, get back I, to I, Armenian I, issues. No, in, in all, no, no, in all, in, you, you don't listen, post anything controversial. Well, you got to go to my Twitter account as well. That's why. Okay. There's stuff on there where you can you can retweet it and you can post it. It'll say fact check, but it won't censor you. 
Or you have more freedom of press here than you do in any other country. I understand. I'm not saying we don't have it more than, but um, but again, relative to what we used to have here, we don't have anything anymore. That's all been taken away. I understand. See, Arno was even saying the publisher has to approve it before. I'm not. Here's the thing. I'm not saying about printing it and actually putting it. You can say whatever you want as far as. Yes, but nobody's going to print it. <laughs> no, no, no. If it's here's the thing. If they say, if if somebody hires you and says, not me personally. Let's right. say somebody hires you and says, I need you to write an article about X, Y, and Z, and you write the article, mm-hmm. and you write whatever you feel about as far as about that person, and you're the editor, you're the writer for it. Mm-hmm. They can't not print. They cannot put it in. It's 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 freedom of press, bro. Okay. I is mean, that, I could that, be wrong. Is that why the the most powerful people in America in the U.S. own? All the news media. Well, Jeff Bezos, Washington Post, he's in the process. Well, of here's the thing: the, me- the, 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 me- the media, the media by that, itself right now is corrupt. You're absolutely right. They they post whatever they want. They talk about whatever they want. But I mean, I don't want to. That's another topic, all by itself. I mean, we'll we'll talk about that on, on another podcast. But as far as going back to Nikol's regime, and as far as uh, going even back, but to, before before Nikol's regime, I think I think the challenge you have is. Obviously, you're very knowledgeable and educated. But if I were you, I think you have you should be able to first of all clear clear your name because it doesn't seem like what. Well, because if Nicole has published those, so what? He he needs to clear his name. My name is very clear, especially now. Well, but the, the challenge is, if I were you, for example, you're saying five years ago you predicted the war. If you have any documentation as far as emails or text, anything, I would publish that and say, look, you th- I ain't no Nostradamus, but this is how I predicted so-and-so. Well, and it's, here's it's, it's in public domain. It's in my, it's in hundreds and thousands of interviews that I get. It's on my Facebook page. Go so back you do have the it. Years. It's there. So of course. And, and this is pr- prior to the, the Aprilian. Of course. Prior to Aprilian and after the Aprilian. Okay. When we I say clear the, your name, I don't mean because you had a, you know, yeah. a, a negative or stigma attached to you. What I mean is, people are always going to question. You're pissed off because, like you said, people think you're pissed off because Nicole didn't give you. Well, release Prove the email. Wrong. That's yeah. a no, no. Well, I spoke about that that day. I'm not going to go into that. That's so minor in the in the bigger picture now. It's actually it's right. You're, you're talking. You're, ta- you're talking about a war. No, no, I'm not. The email, my email with him, is not about the war. No, it's, it's not. My, it's about my relationship position. with him. Well, so okay. what? Who, who cares about that? But now? that's what majority of people that don't uh, let me don't ask you, support listen, you. But hold let, on. Let if, me make if, if if hold on. If if you cl- as Armand was saying, if you clear your name of any sort of bad stigma on you, as far there as there is any, no bad stigma, especially well, now. Do I you mean, understand I, that? But I, well, you have those to, people let them write whatever they I want. I understand that. Do but, I care? No, do I you, don't. Do you not think that more people you'll gain more people as far as supporting? I you? don't need to gain those people who think those things. Do you understand? Those people will never be gained. They have that, their own opinion and they have their own level of thinking. Is that not creating some sort of division, though? What the, the division is out there, and I and, and, and I have to deal it. with that. No, no, no. no I'm not. It can be fixed. You can't please everybody. You can't please everybody's intellect. Okay. No, you can't please everybody. Okay. Let me explain now. If if sure. you if you'll give me a minute, I'll explain. Good. My point is. Uh, before you explain, let's have people sh- guys go ahead and like and share, please. Please. As you can see, this is a very hot topic, and you guys are going at it on in the comments section. Yeah, and I mean, we're, we'll try to get to you guys' <laughs> stuff because it's going, uh, guys. It's it's coming in there really quickly. We'll try to get so, to as many as yeah, we can. There's people that. Love you, and there's people that hate. Of you. course, so, that's normal. Uh, yeah, of course, that's normal. Yeah. We have we have people asking about you and Soros as well. So. Uh, oh, Soros! 
Uh, okay. <laughs> I have one thing in common with Soros. We both have lived in New York. There That's you it. go. That's it. Yeah. And you know what we have in common with Soros? The Wiseness is funded by Soros, if you didn't know. <laughs> is it? It's out now, guys. The cat's sure. out of the hat. Sure. The conservative <laughs> guys are funded by the ultra-liberal Soros. <laughs> yes. How do you think yeah. we've People done People will take it episodes? seriously. People will take it seriously. You know, those people who talk about my position, not getting a position and being... And Abijnik, yeah. they will take what you said seriously. Hey, let I mean, they even bad publicity is publicity, okay. right? So it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's here's my point, guys. Uh, I don't have an issue. That's a, a non-existent issue to clear my name. Yeah. Let me explain why. Because first of all, that's so minor, especially in this grand perspective of things that that are happening now. I mean, uh, he tried to. Uh, to deface me, he tried to slander me. He did that. He succeeded with some brainless morons that were fanatically believing every single word that he was saying. But then he did that to so many people, and he was exposed as a liar, as a person who never speaks the truth, as a sociopath. And especially after what happened during the war, and by signing the document, the shameful and treasonous document he did, and things that came up after that, there is no issue of me trying to explain myself, to clear my name. Everybody knows who he is, and everybody knows who I am. I'm not saying I'm an angel, but I have one very strong position on myself. I am very honest, I am very open, I am very transparent, and I am very consistent. I have always held my line. I have always been on the way I have been. I have not shifted. I stopped supporting him because that was the right thing to do. And it proved to be the right thing. Okay. Many people, same people are saying, you were supporting him. What happened that you stopped supporting him? Because I saw prior to almost everybody else. What kind of bastard he is. That's why I stopped supporting him. I saw what's coming. That's why I start, uh, stopped supporting him. Okay? I wasn't married to him. I didn't give, uh, you know, I didn't swear allegiance to him. So why wouldn't I go against him? If people had enough uh, political literacy, they would have overthrown him long ago, before, before he destroyed the army, before the war started. They wouldn't support him. They wouldn't stand him to this disastrous end that he brought us to. You don't think the people of Armenia during the last two and a half years were living a better life as far as socially, maybe even financially? Really? Who thinks that? I'm asking you. Of course I not. I haven't lived there in 33 years. Of course but not. But I'm asking you. Of course not. No, no, of course not. Because everything got even worse than it in was what, before. In what way? In what sense? Every single sense. Because name me a field, I'll give you examples. Well, the main topic that comes up, the main word is corruption, right? Yeah. For thirty years, yeah. What happened to the billions oh, of God. dollars? Do you know? My deep belief is that you won't believe. Uh, that's what I believe. You won't believe how corrupt Nicole is. No, no, and no, his regime. Hold on. Well, what, well, prior to him, prior were, to him. were they corrupt? Of course. Did they still build terribly corrupt? B- billions of dollars of from course. Armenia. Of course. I have no doubt about that. Okay, so. Did they fund the army? Did they fund no. the military in any way? No. Did they help the people in any way? No. No. 
So when does that mean Nicole wasn't corrupt? I don't think. No, so. no, no. That's mm, not that's what not it means. Going to, but so when Nicole came to power, the yeah. reason why there was a, I just like you, I call it a so-called revolution. Because to me, I don't think it was a yeah. true revolution. But let's say you know, the revolution itself. Nicole came to power. Yeah, people seemed on the surface to be living better. No. Cops weren't taking nalogs anymore or, you know, side money or side That's hustles. That's a good point. The, the side hustles had decreased as far as I've heard. Again, I haven't been to Armenia for a very long time. The tax collectors had, uh, had basically dwindled down as well. Yeah. So all these, you know, uh, you open a business, I'm going to take 50%. And that, that seemed to have dwindled down. Trust was... People, were, the diaspora was trying to gain some trust in Armenian government. And so politics. why didn't diaspora go on investing there? Because they were slowly changed. starting. They were slowly no, start. they were not. They were not. Not one large investment ever took place in Armenia. Not one for the past two and a half years. Now I'll come to your point. What you were saying, you 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 are raising a legitimate issue. That's mm-hmm. a legitimate question, and most of the diasporans think so. And I have a surprise for you. Many Armenians living in Armenia think so. Or thought so before the war. That it was a better situation. It was a better situation. Mm-hmm. Corruption was gone. Well, corruption was not gone. Why? Let me explain. Of course, I will agree with you unconditionally that the traffic police wasn't charging money as a bribery. They, they, they were not taking bribes from the drivers. I will agree that the tax collectors wouldn't take money or from regular citizens or small to medium-sized businesses. Correct. I will not argue about that. I agree uh, and things like that. But the corruption, in my deep belief, went up. So Tigran Avinyan, his deputy, uh-huh. is being accused by many people, countless people, of being the mastermind behind a lot of corruption schemes, grand-scale corruption schemes. You ask me, I absolutely believe he's terribly corrupt. And he was doing that on behalf of Nicole. Now, uh, there was the cigarette stuff with Voronezh and etc. You know, the Sir Sarkisian's son-in-law mm-hmm. came up with this information. By the way, the guy has huge amounts of information still. Because people from former regime who are still in this regime obviously are supplying him with a lot of internal information. He's using it against Nicole. So it doesn't matter if he's the former regime key guy. It doesn't mean that he's lying necessarily against Nicole. No. He has facts. He puts them against Nicole. Okay. Right? That doesn't make him an angel. That doesn't clear him of what happened under his father-in-law's regime. But that doesn't also mean that the facts that he comes with are fake or manufactured. So the cigarette scheme which was a huge corruption case. He came up with a lot of documents. Now, Vartan Hukasian, a former top-ranking police officer who had his beef, I mean, I'm not going to go into this details and etc., who's been part of the previous regime but who's become an opposition and who has huge stashes of information, and he's acting as a living Wikileaks type of guy for Armenian world now, right? Every single video is being watched by hundreds of thousands of people. He's uh, a political refugee, I believe, in France now. The guy that uses a lot of profanity, right? That's him. He presented documents, written documents, that the Ministry of Defense prior to war has been engaged in the grandest scale of corruption one may imagine. 
And that is one of the reasons that has affected the war, the outcome of the war. And that didn't happen under Ser Sarkisian or Robert Kochan. But here, that happened under Nikol. And okay. Nikol couldn't be out of it logically. I mean, one needs a very primitive logic just to realize that that couldn't be happening without Nikol knowing. You, you know why? Because Nikol was very much interested even who sleeps with whom in Armenia. They would, the special services would supply him this information for blackmail purposes, for slender purposes, right? So if you know who sleeps with whom, who cheats on his wife with whom, and you put cameras and you film those things and etc. allegedly, mm-hmm. uh, and I believe in those things, let me put it this way, um, you wouldn't know that millions of dollars of things are happening and with Patron David and etc. etc. Et I mean, yeah, you're not keep, corrupt. But wait, I, I, I keep hearing... I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. That's for legal reasons, okay? Okay, but I mean, is there facts behind? Yeah, of course there are facts. People are presenting facts. I mean, I've yet to see... I don't have the facts in my pocket. I understand that. But I mean, is is this stuff that you could actually back up as far as... Of course. I mean, go online, follow. No, 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 no. I'm not... See the documents. The documents are published. And also, one one more thing that we Armenians suffer mentally from... Is that, Yanis, I, I don't refer to you, but you voice what many people are saying fanatically, because you voice as a legitimate question, but many people do that fanatically. Mm-hmm. And I want to address that issue as well. Is do you have proof? Do you have documents? No, guys, excuse me. 99% of facts in the world have not been documented, are not documented, especially crimes, especially corruption. Okay? So if somebody commits a corrupt, an, an act of corruption, they don't document it. If somebody commits a crime on grand scale, they don't put down on paper, right? It's all uh, circumstantial evidence, do you know mostly. What they, do you know what they call unfactual beliefs? Conspiracy theories. No, not everything. Well, not I mean, everything. If, no. if you have no facts no. backing well, it I have up, to it's tell basically you, no. In American theory. justice system, people get convicted, even get life in prison. Based on circumstantial evidence. Yeah, you're innocent until proven guilty. Yeah, but you're proven guilty based on circumstantial evidence. Do you see what I mean? But you're still innocent until you're proven guilty. Of course, and you're being proven guilty based on circumstantial evidence. That's my point. I know. So that's what I'm saying. I'm saying, is there circumstantial evidence as far as behind these these cameras that are out there showing affairs? Well, an as affair is not like, illegal. Well, no, I know it's not illegal. Black yeah. using affairs as blackmail. Couple of videos surfaced already. But I it, mean, I've yet to. But see it's it. not. But the blackmail is not being used publicly. Of course, it's not. It's being. Used. Some of it is being used publicly to destroy people's reputation who are opposing him. This is what's happening in the country. So there must be. Public. And the circumstantial. And here's the thing: if so it, if it's someone out there, is, then. if someone is talking about it, it's out there. Yeah, of course. Do you understand we're a small people? Hence number wise, why. number wise, everybody knows everybody. Of everybody course. knows what's happening. Goggle, goggle farts in Glendale. Sidanush in Burbank hears it. So I don't know about that, but in Armenia, yeah. Okay, so here, here's a good example. You had mentioned even on the on the previous on on your first appearance that you had suggested to Nico when he sits takes office to to completely change the constitution. That would mean a true revolution but now he didn't put anybody in prison right anybody of at least high he was in cahoots with the previous regime he was serving the previous okay. regime basically so so if he did not put anybody in pr- prison there's no actual evidence of quote-unquote corruption 
But there has to be things documented exactly. as far as... You prove my point. You prove my point. There is no, almost no documented crime against the previous regimes, against Ser Sarkisian, Robert Kochan, Levonter Petrosian regimes. But everybody knows that those were terribly corrupt regimes, right? We don't ask. Where are the documents that Serge did this? Robert did this, Levon did this. We don't ask for those documents because well, everybody knows what was happening, right? The so docu- why wouldn't we apply the same case to Nichols' regime? Okay, so the document for me is this. If, for example, $10 billion is coming into the country, yeah. for instance, right? And every year, $8 billion is missing. To me, that's... It's not happening like that's that. That's evidence. It's, it's missing in a very cultured, very beautiful way. <laughs> how do you Very beautifully. Very beautifully. Very beautifully. If you, you start... It, you, buy, you buy mansions in the no, moment. No, if you no, steal it here, you no, can because no, we have a you know, $20 trillion economy. No, no, no. Let me explain. In Armenia, you, you do can't. it. You do it through kickbacks. You do it by building roads. Building roads. Okay. Okay. Has anybody asked Gagik Tsarukyan, uh. how the fuck did you become so wealthy? Has anybody asked him that question? Well, anybody oh. who? Go take beer. Anybody the, the who? The government. Has, has anybody asked him? Uh, he, uh, like uh, Nikol, uh, claimed that Gagik Tsarukyan uh, didn't pay the taxes, robbed them, and many people believe it is so. How he never much charged him. taxes how do you have taxes? to steal? He never charged him. How much? <laughs> he never Let's say him. 20%. What, what He's is trying to charge him now when Sarukyan is against him. But, but before that, he went and become, became an ally with Sarukyan to have, use his voices in the Haik, parliament. You have to understand his this. Votes. You're saying he didn't charge him in taxes. What, did, Gagi, did they turn around and say, hey, listen... You owe about thirty million in taxes, but don't worry about it this year. Just go ahead and build that giant mansion of yours. Go ahead and look buy a tiger. August, August, August seventeenth, two thousand eighteen, in the very famous largest demonstration since taking power. Uh-huh. Nicole came out uh, in the Republic Square and made an announcement saying that he, that the previous regime was so corrupt that they have uncovered as just one episode. 30 million dollars stashed in one very famous person's bank account that's huge corruption that's etc he's gonna answer he's gonna go to jail and etc okay turns out that person was sashik sarkisian ser sarkisian's brother alexander uh yes alexander sarkisian called sashik uh the 50 percent guy yeah but then suddenly uh the guy is he's being charged and then suddenly charges charges are being dropped He's suddenly free. His son is being charged, brought into Armenia with a fake passport uh, with the last name Gonzalez. I mean, Gonzalez is very much uh, an okay name in L.A., but not really very much for an Armenian being born in Armenia and living in Armenia. So that was a fake passport. He's being released again. Uh, Nobody ends up in jail. Nobody serves uh, uh, time in jail, right? Where is this money, the $30 million? Well, guess what? So many people believe... Again, you, you're going to say, you say you believe. Yeah, I believe, but I believe in f- for legal reasons. Otherwise, I would say something else, right? Many people, including me, believe that do- that money went to Nikol, his foundation, through his foundation, to him and his wife. Which, now, what's his foundation? His My Step Foundation, the, whatever that is. Now, today's uh, audio. Have mm-hmm. you heard about today's audio that was released by uh, Telegram channel Bagram Young Sunlets? Was it about the six billion dollars or something? Yeah, have you heard it? Did you no, hear it? No. Listen uh, to it? No. Okay. I've I've heard of it. I haven't Go heard ahead the and actual do that. audio. Go ahead and do that. Mm-hmm. 
For those who haven't, uh, especially in diaspora, especially the speech on the recording is in Russian, I will sum up what's being spoken there. So that's a Who's meeting. Who's speaking to who? Oh, yeah, ahead. I'm going to give the information. <laughs> <laughs> so allegedly, that conversation took place, uh, I believe, October 16 or 15 in Yerevan during the summit of uh, the former Soviet states, the uh, defense uh, organization, the HAPK. Uh, I believe that was HAPK or Yatama. I believe it was HAPK. And uh, the two people on the tape are Ser Sarksyan. Uh-huh. And Alexander Lukashenko of Belarus, the mm-hmm. Belarus president. Right. So it's a secret recording, most obviously done by the Armenian Special Services under Ser Sarksyan. Uh, so I and many people believe, specialists believe, that uh, the recording has been done has been done in secret by Serge's people for Serge. So when Serge left office, he took that recording with him. And in that conversation, they are talking about the so-called liberated territories, the seven regions of Soviet Azerbaijan that were historically Armenian, uh, and the so-called return, in reality, handover to Azerbaijan. Now everything is gone, of course. Nicole, this is, this Nicole is, gifted it. This is what it. year again? 2016, okay. after the April War. Uh, so the conversation is about those territories, and Lukashenko says he lobbies on, essentially he lobbies on behalf of uh, Aliyev, and he says, why don't you, to Serge, why don't you return these lands to Azerbaijan? And Serge says, because he's going to start a war again. He says, why do you think so? He says, because this is very good point for him, a very good starting position for him to start uh, another war and take the rest of the Karabakh. And Lukashenko starts lobbying and lobbying. And then at some point, and Serge says, no, no, no. And then at some point, Lukashenko says, you have a weak point. And Serge says, why Why do I have a weak point? He says, well, didn't he offer you uh, five or six billion dollars? Aliyev offered you five or six billion dollars, five, five billion dollars for these lands. Serge says, yeah, but I would give him six billion dollars in return so that he renounces his claim on these territories. So... L- let, me, let me let me go back a little bit. You said Lukashenko basically said, "Did Aliyev offer you five to six billion dollars? Five billion dollars. Five billion dollars. Yeah. To give up those five territories. Yeah. And Serge said the opposite. He said, "I would give him six billion dollars to back off." Yes. So I mean, okay, continue. Yeah, we we don't know what happened after that. We don't know what happened before that. We don't know what kind of conversations took place. But that's not really essential at this point. Um. The point is that the money has been offered to search, and that's documented. That's nobody can deny that anymore. Now, many people, especially especially gifted ones, say that well, uh, that money was offered to the state of Armenia, to the country of Armenia. Well, excuse me, Azerbaijan would never offer money to the Armenian budget to buy the lands because that would have caused a storm in Azerbaijan. The people would just tear apart, tear apart uh, Aliyev if you would buy the lands that they claimed is theirs. Well, Jake right now, now is saying Lukashenko said Aliyev is offering you. He didn't say... Offered. No, he's saying he's, yeah. is offering you. Yeah. Well, what, what, what did I say? What's the difference? You said, I mean... What did s- I say? He said offered. Well, do, do you said offered you or offering you? This is no offered, offered. 
go ahead and uh, listen to it again and does it does it matter offered or offering yesterday he offered today he's offering what's the difference as far as he actually put it on the table for you who who put it on as the far table? as aliyev gave serge the money he didn't give he did uh, that not point give. i don't know if he gave or not he, he obviously didn't give because serge didn't deliver right well it, that's see that's the but, million, that's the well not even but he million, was offering the point is that he was offering well, and you know the, what my point the, is that's the billion dollar question is the lands were sold already that this whole conversation no, that took no place was again bullshit. you're talking stuff you are oh my god you're talking stuff that many armenians say like a mantra they repeat it and they don't think about it now what does it mean it was sold already first of all did serge take I don't believe he took the money. Again, this is the belief. He took... Well, listen. I do believe I am a man. You're a man. He's a man. Maybe you're not and I'm not. Go ahead. Continue. I mean, come on. Believe. Everything is believe, of course. Do you want me to prove you that Serge didn't take the money? I don't have the proof. I don't have the videotape. Well, I don't have the proof that he did take the money. Well, it's all circumstantial. So it's logical. Let me explain. It is logical. Did he take the money? Nobody knows. Okay. Well, well, if he had taken if you the still money, have your land, car, if you still have, have your car, then, if right? you still have your car, does that mean that you took the money to sell it? No, but and you still but kept it, it. But here's option B. I see what you're saying and what he's saying. But option B is: Look, I'm not going to take. I'm not going to give you the land now. But here's what we're going to do: We're going to put this other puppet in okay. power. I'm going to take the five billion. That's a good point, and that's being and, voiced as well. Right now, exactly. So, so let me address that. Now, let's imagine. Uh, Serge took six, five billion dollars, mm-hmm. eventually, or ten, or fifteen, or twenty billion dollars. Mm-hmm. And Nicole came to power. He put Nicole in power so that Nicole gives that. Now, wouldn't Nicole tell Serge, "Do you think I'm stupid? I'm idiot. You take the money. I have to deliver." I mean, you took the money. Why would I deliver? I mean, if your neighbor sells his home, would you be liable? To deliver the home to the buyer, if you're the neighbor, of course not. Same situation. But how, how easily did Serge? It Sarkisian, is illegal, right? No, no. Wait a minute. How easily did Serge Sarkisian, after all these fights, all these protests, yeah. everything? He just basically within a week just got up and said, "All right, you know what? I guess Nicole, uh, you strong-armed me." No, you, that's a different story, and wait, I'm not going to go wait, into this. Well, but I'll what? tell you. I'll tell you in one sentence but because the, Moscow, Moscow wanted Serge to go. That's that's that because Moscow wanted Karen Karapetyan to become prime minister. Yet Nikos Pashinyan sat in front of, instead of Karen Karapetyan. Of course. So then, okay, understand cur- this correctly. But that's a different Ma- long topic. Okay, wait, wait. Moscow wanted Serge gone. Moscow wanted Karapetyan there. Yeah. But Nikos sat, so Moscow still didn't get what they wanted. They got what they wanted what through Nikol. They... Through Nikol, they started using Nikol. Nikol started serving them. Have you seen? How Nico was uh, talking to Moscow like a slave. Yet Moscow didn't bat of course. Yet Moscow didn't bat an eye of when course. Armenian and soldiers and kids were dying course. at 18, 19 because, years old. Because that's Moscow's policy. That was Moscow's policy. So basically Ar- Ar- Armenia has to be Moscow's bitch no matter what. Armenia has been Moscow's bitch for the past two and a half years and before that. And now it's going to be even more. I understand that. So do, don't you think that... And again, but I don't I'm, like that word, again, bitch. I don't like the word, well, that's, but that's, you used it, so I apologize <laughs> for reusing it. But the meaning is, yeah, it's yeah, derogatory. I mean, I'm sorry, you're on the wise nuts. But uh, as far as as far as Armenia, let's say 
working for Moscow. Didn't you, don't you think? And I'm playing devil's advocate here, but don't you think Nico tried to westernize Armenia and try to basically shy away from this whole Soviet and Russian? Hell no. What do you mean? No? Hell no. Of course not. He brought in. He brought in. Uh, so much technology into the country with fast with uh, trying to create some sort of silicon valley armin orojan's company listen he shut down armat labs okay they were developing drones he shut down karen vartanyan's every single project so you're telling me the the prime minister of armenia shut down labs shut down technology drones and everything of course 18 19 20 year old kids of course die die in vain yes because he that's sold bold, the war. That's a that's a bold statement. So it's you, not a bold statement. Everybody who knows it, things knows these things. It's not. If, a, it's, I'm not saying something shocking. Oh, okay, Excuse then me. if you then if you look at if you look at it like that, then Nicole is the same as Serge. Is the same no, as, of course. No, he he's is. not the same. No, he's even worse. Nicole is worse than any single traitor in the history of humanity. Not even Armenia. In thirty years, in thirty years, from Levon to Serge um, to Robert to Serge. All this money has been eaten billions and billions of dollars. You're telling me that five, six billion dollars is being talked about with, uh, you know, over a table as far as here. I'll give you six billion dollars well, here. being talked. I know it is, but listen to what I'm saying. I'll give you six billion dollars. I'll give you five billion dollars. Oh, but we didn't have the capability of building an army. We're talking billions of dollars. Do, like 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 Do you understand what happened? Do you understand my point? Do you understand what happened? Well, I'm saying it's, they're all the same shit at the end of the day. No, they're not. He's the worst. Again. Serge is an angel. You guys with... tell me, are they not all the same shit? I don't know. Am I crazy? Well, and if you're you asking the... regular viewers or you're asking the, per- the person who's, in, who's deep into Armenian politics and who's analyzing it every single minute, who has huge information flow? I who mean, are you it, asking It's to? black and white. What is black and white? As far as... It, if that Nicole th- is better than the previous I'm one? I'm not saying he's better. I'm saying he's the same shit. He's not the same. He's worse. All right. Whatever you say, man. Now, let me prove my point. Go ahead. If you let me speak. By by the way, a couple, not couple, yeah. a lot of people that don't know you, uh, even from your Facebook, are not followers of yours, wanted to know if you can just reiterate, I know we had talked about this on the first time you were on the, the first time you were at, here as a guest, but as far as your credentials and what makes you knowledgeable about Armenian politics specifically? Well, I never respected credentials, including mine or my own ones, because, you know, the universities you graduate from doesn't really give you something. I have similar respect to somebody who's smart, who graduated from Yerevan State University and somebody who graduated from Harvard or Yale. Mm-hmm. Well, I myself am graduated from uh, have graduated from Yerevan State University. I have master's degree bachelor's degree master's degree in what in what uh history and then i have done twice uh sorbonne university in paris i have done second masters which is actually the old french system higher than the the american masters degree wise grade wise political science that 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 has been also in history History? okay and uh the fourth degree that i got was in political science again from sorbonne uh, from University of Paris, Paris II, to be exact, uh, a very prestigious and extremely prestigious school. Many French presidents graduated from that school, a very hard place to get in and to graduate. And I did my PhD there. Uh, but uh, those credentials, uh, I don't think, uh, uh, I mean, those credentials define the person. No, uh, nice things to have, uh, good education of to course. get. Mm-hmm. But somebody from Harvard can be a moron, an idiot, and we have seen hundreds of examples of that, or Berkeley, or whatever. Yeah. 
or Cambridge, and we have seen many people who haven't even graduated from a university who have been high, high intellectuals, great intellectuals. Yeah. So credentials are nothing. Well, I have been in politics since very early uh, years. Uh, I have uh, been for two years almost uh, the de facto chief advisor to the chief justice of the Supreme Court of Armenia. Uh, then I have worked for one month uh, as um, uh, chief aide to the prime minister of army, and then I've resigned. Uh, that's a totally different story, not Nikol before him, and I've become a member of the opposition. I was in, in opposition, then I took the position in order to try to change some mid-level things in the government. I failed, and following the fail-fast theory, I quit and resigned immediately. Then I went into opposition. And since then, I have been in opposition. I have supported Nikol publicly uh, and the so-called revolution, believing that it's going to be bringing the change uh, that we were awaiting for so, so long. And I have become an opposition to Nikol, seeing what he does and predicting all of this that's coming. And uh, here we are, and I am one of his toughest opposition, and he considers me his personal enemy. He is ready to do anything to me, um, I believe so, um, and I really do believe so. So, let me ask you this. So, then. that's that's where, where I am now. Okay. What, so What's your day-to-day, -day, though? So, you get, yeah. so, the people can, what's your day-to-day? -day? You have, like, an eight-to-five, you're, are you, I aside am, from being the opposition, what, what do you do? I am an independent person. I work for myself. Uh, I uh, do whatever I want to do, but mm -hmm. I consider the mission of my life to uh, contribute to our people, to, uh, to try to change the public uh, opinions or public positions regarding very crucial issues. And I have to admit that I have not only me, but uh, my co-ideologists, I mean, people who have the same ideology with me, that we have failed monumentally because we have what we have now, because we are a defeated uh, people. Uh, that means that uh, we failed to convince the people that the path that uh, the country is on and the people are on is, uh, uh, is a suicidal path. Uh, we were warning about it since 2016 when I, along with two other prominent uh, political and military people, Arapapian and Ambassador Arapapian and Vaham Badaisan, Commander Vaham Badaisan, organized the declaration of Shushi, warning about the processes that are going on and uh, still we we were successful in convincing certain amount of or certain percentage of population and changing the public opinion but in general the people uh, have been intellectually and systematically so much degraded by the previous regimes and more by the Pashinyan regime that we are where we are yeah now, if you'll allow me to return to the topic and... Uh, well, be, well, let's before, see what he had to say. We'll before get to you that, get to the yeah. topic, let me ask you this. <laughs> we'll it's, never it's, get there, I guess. It, it, we will, we will. We, we have, have all we, night, don't yeah, worry. Don't worry about it, it. it. If you didn't have the mask on, I would offer you a drink, but... Thank you. I, I, I mean, is there, there's a hole there. I mean, we could stick a straw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's 8.30 now. Yeah. P.M. in the United States. Yeah. At 12 o'clock today, in Armenia time, yeah. Nikol is supposed to be giving his... No, he's not supposed to. He's not going to do that. I understand that. I'm saying, suppose, like like you say, believe. I'm saying he's supposed to. So it's practically He was just thing. given... I believe that Nikol might be giving his Hadasharakan or he might be stepping down as PM, Prime Minister. Now, who 
Nico steps down, who's going to sit as president or prime minister? I'm sorry. My cat or your dog. I mean, why do we care? We have to be the ones who elect the person. Number one. Do you think the election system in Armenia Well, is- we've identified the problem, right? Which has been politicians for 30 years. And then Nikol came into power. He's even as corrupt as them. He, well, according to Hayek, he's even worse. He's the biggest traitor ever. In human history, in human not, history. not only Armenian. Because okay. I don't know so any other case. Statement. As Of course, but as a historian and as a political scientist, I don't know any other case when somebody, and I, and I have to say again, in my deep belief, of course. has <laughs> sold for money his homeland and 5,000 lives, plus almost around the numbers are not uh, defin- definitive yet. 10,000 people wounded and uh, disabled who has sold homeland and the future of his people and the history and the culture of his people to the enemy for money. I don't know any second case. You ask me, do I have proof that he took money? No. But that is uh, circumstantial evidence. That is almost undeniable whoever follows the things closely. It's not a conspiracy theory because I am number one person in Armenia who has always fought every single conspiracy theory, almost, because I think those things are not for intellectual people. And I don't want to be in the group of people who has ever believed in conspiracy theories. But we should understand that there are conspiracies that have happened in life and in politics. And this is one of those cases. And this recording comes to proof. If my point is Serge was offered the money. Nicol being the money worshipper he is since student years, and I have been a student with him in the university, go ask his former colleagues who have worked for him in his um, tabloid newspaper for him. Everybody says that he would sell his mom for money. He would sell everything for money. Okay, so if Serge was offered, he undeniably was offered money and every single why do i say circum, uh, circumstantial evidence because every single fact related to pro- the p- period prior to the war related to the army and i can go through these points for you if you want and for the viewers indicates that concerted very carefully and very well organized efforts hard core efforts have been made on behalf of the government. Nicole, let me finish. To uh, destroy the army, to destroy the defense system. And during the war, whatever has happened during the war, indicates there has been a concerted effort from the very top to secure a complete defeat for the Armenian armed forces. Complete defeat. And the way he has signed and the way he has presented and the points that are there also indicate that undeniably high treason has taken place. We have to accept it. We have to wake up. We have to take this seriously. We, I mean in diaspora, because in Armenia, people who think, who know, they understand. Diasporans don't have much time to follow what's happening in Armenia because it's a different lifestyle here. Correct. Different uh, busyness. Different Priorities. D- different priorities, different survival issues, yeah. 
and people don't have much time or don't have uh, much information or much access to information. That's why uh, traditionally for the past two and a half years, support for nickel has been way stronger here than in there. But it has to change. Has to change because everybody who supports him now is becoming indirectly involved in the cover-up of treason or supporting the treason. The same way whoever denies the Armenian genocide, the deniers become part of the crime. It's the same thing. What do you think he should have done differently as far as the war goes? After the war or during the war? Before, right when it started, uh, during and after. That's uh, that's a question for a regular situation. What should he have done? We're talking about a person who uh, maliciously and intentionally has done everything to destroy the country, to destroy the army. What would you he have done? Have if done you were... That's what I'm, that's what blows my mind. You're saying destroy the army. The army has been destroyed for thirty years. Again. We have no army. There was never an army. Okay. Uh, will you let me go point by point, or you want me to uh, to answer another question first? Go ahead, go ahead. question. Go ahead. Because I can go point by point and give you what's the difference between the army being destroyed during those years, and what's the difference the army being purposefully destroyed and prepared for the loss in the coming war in the past two and a half so years. So in two and a half years, the army was completely destroyed, as in we had an army prior to that? You said purposefully. So the prior... Exactly. So let me explain. Let me make a point, and please don't don't interrupt so that I, okay. I have but, the chance to explain. But let me just clarify yeah. when you say purposefully. Yeah. So what you're saying is the prior administrations did not purposefully no, de- destroy it? No, not purposefully. They, they accidentally it. did it? No, no. They intentionally destroyed it? Again, or let me what, explain. What, what's... That's a very good question, and I appreciate it. But let me let me give sure. you the answer. Should, should I mute both of our mics? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Hold on, guys. Aaron and I are gonna take a smoke break. <laughs> You're gonna ruin the amp. No, 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 no. My point is, no, guys. Attach you, it somewhere else, guys. You ask you ask great questions. Yeah. But you got to let me go point by point, because if you're trying to ask more and more questions, there is no chance to answer. No, anything. it's because the, exactly yeah. what Armun said. Armun was like, was it purposely done? You said, no, it wasn't. So it, was, ac- so it, was, accident- so it was accidentally done. And I don't say accidentally. No. So then, I mean, it's either purposely. There is the purposefully thing. and there is purposefully. So let me explain. Again. Here's the thing. If you if you get into a car accident, like you, you like bringing up examples. I'm not getting a chance to answer. No, no, you no, because you like bringing He's up. Not letting exa- me speak. I am letting you free speak. Free press, you see. Exactly. You see this? You're free, on my show. Free, free press only means you no, don't no, have no, to pay to come on the show. Because, because what Armun said made total. It's like you're saying, it's it's not accidentally, but it wasn't on purpose. If you get into a car accident, it was either intentional or it wasn't intentional. Well, let him get to. It. So Let's, please elaborate, yeah. Hike. Sorry. There is intentionally. Uh, there is not intentionally. There is consciously. And there is intentionally difference. Say it one more time. Consciously, uh-huh. unintentionally. Unintentionally or in? And intentionally. And intentionally, okay. So, and. Uh, okay. Robert Kocharyan and Ser Sarkisyan destroyed the Armenian army consciously but unintentionally. Nikol Pashinyan destroyed the Armenian army Consciously and intentionally. Now let me explain what that means. That means under Robert and Serge, there was huge corruption, especially amongst top brass of the army, the generals, the chiefs of staff, and etc., etc. Huge levels of corruption. Things that should have been done were not done. 
things, weapons that should have been purchased were not purchased. Money was stolen, right? Uh, for example, radio, the communication systems were not purchased, were not there. The uh, trenches were not furnished, were not secured. Defense lines were not constructed. The money that was allocated for all of those tasks in the budget was taken away, was stolen. That was consciously done. But there was no intention to make the army, no special intention. Nobody sat down and said, what shall I do to make the army incapable of fighting? What their thinking was, and the generals under those people was, you know what, Russia will secure everything, there is going to be no war, Azerbaijan is not going to be attacking us. You know, why do we spend this money on the army? Let's steal it. You see what I mean? This is what happened under uh, Kocharyan and Serge. Some stuff was being done, of course. I don't say nobody did anything. Of course, some stuff was being done. Good stuff was being done for the army. But never serious attention and serious care was paid to making the army stronger. Some minor steps were taken, not systemically. Now, but nobody wanted to destroy the army and make it incapable to fight. What Nikol Pashinyan's steps show for the past two and a half years is a malicious intent to make army weaker and incapable of fighting. Meanwhile, creating an appearance of supplying and furnishing the army and doing all the good. And I can give you the examples. Now... We know very famously that the food supply thing has been changed. The chain has been changed in the army. The food was great under Nikol Pashinyan. Became great food for the soldiers. He also very famously, and everybody knows this, introduced strawberries into the menu of the soldiers. If you ask me, no soldier has great need to eat strawberries. It's nice to have. But that's not something. But that's huge money. The contract was given to a company called Art Lunch, who supposedly, again, uh, I shall say I believe, not only me, but you understand what I mean, is a friend of Nikol Pashinyan's, owned by a friend of Nikol Pashinyan's. And also the uh, restaurants, the dining areas for the uh, army, have been renovated greatly. So the food became great. But before that, the food was not great, was not even really good, but it was acceptable. Of course, suppo supposedly, under previous regimes, the food was being stolen, or the money for the food, the good mm -hmm. food. But now this thing has been done and advertised hugely to create an, uh, an, a public opinion that Nikol Pashinyan is helping the army. And the roads have been paved in the country to show but on the other hand uh, there was a plan to buy advanced weapons that plan has been slashed and then shelved when was that plan presented that plan was presented by the chiefs of general chiefs of staff uh, I believe uh, one, and a, one and a half years ago that was shelved and instead of that Armenia bought Sioux SU-30 fighter jets 
Russian-made fighter jets from India against the advice of the majority of the generals. The decision was taken by the Minister of Defense of Nikol Pashinyan, by the head of the uh, general staff of Nikol Pashinyan, appointed by him. And of course, the only major decision maker was Nikol Pashinyan. Those jets never participated in the war and they were parked there. The only purpose that they served was the most expensive selfie in the human history that cost $120 million and was produced by Nikol Pashinyan in the cockpit of that jet. I remember that selfie. What happened and why this thing happened? Why Armenia bought these jets? These jets were rejected by Indian military, by the government of India, because they realized they are bad, they're not going to fly, they're not going to serve their purpose. And because turned out that Russia has a law that forbids the sale of the special rockets for those jets. So $120 million were wasted away. The training of the fighter jet pilots costs millions of dollars and takes a lot of flying hours. Yeah. Flight hours. Pashinyan was advised against it, but he went on. He insisted he bought these jets. Why? Because they were easy to picture on his Facebook page and to show the people that he's strengthening the army while he was diverting the money away for something that was just junk. Those planes are junk. Were they utilized at all during this war? No. Not one of them. Not, not one a of single them. one. Not one of them. So when They you... claimed they were, and those claims were debunked by specialists. So when you speak of generals, from most people's understanding, including myself, Generals don't come and go. They're not produced overnight, right? It's not a 24... They are produced overnight in Nikol's regime. <laughs> Even national heroes are produced. He but gave national heroes to national heroes, to the retreating generals, who lost a lot of personnel, who made horrible decisions, who lost territory. During this war. During this war. Okay. He made them overnight national heroes. So were there... Officially. I don't know if you know this number. How many generals exist in Armenia? How many are from the prior administration? How many are from the current administration? I don't know the number, but he made huge amount of generals like nobody else before him. Because I, I've also read and seen a lot of comments and you know articles about how the generals from the previous administration were telling their soldiers in the front lines that, hey, guys, there's no point in fighting anymore. The lands have already been sold. You Let's know what? get out of here. They were right. They were right. What happened was bad. But if these things happened, then they were right. Because the lands were sold already. Nicole had sold it. But that's a dirty technique by Nicole and his regime to put the blame on the previous regime. You know what? Excuse me. Let's take an, Amer- uh, an American example. Let's imagine America fights a war overseas or somewhere, right? And an American general commits a treason by saying to their soldiers, this, this is an imaginary example. Soldiers, don't fight. Our government has abandoned us. This is the lost cause. Don't fight. There is no, no, no purpose, no, okay. no reason to fight. What would the government do? The government would shoot the general. They would arrest and shoot. Have you ever heard anybody being arrested for those kind of things? No. Has any general been punished? No. And guess what? Every single general who was fighting on the front lines were his people. The previous regime generals who served in the first war and won the war, they were removed from the command posts on his personal orders. 
So putting the blame on the previous regime mm-hmm. is for those who have no brains, who can't think, who absorb any garbage that comes from Nico's uh, machine, propaganda machine. But that's not for us. That's not for the people who understand or who get the facts. The facts are, if somebody is doing this kind of thing and you're going to put the blame on them, he blamed the fall of Shushi on Gagik Tsarukyan's uh, uh, small unit, a volunteer's unit. Now, what comes, which is freaking ridiculous. I mean, you must be a retard, not a commander-in-chief, to blame Gagik Tsarukyan that he didn't go fight there. That's why we lost Shushi. I mean, that shows everything already. Shushi was... Technically unbeatable, right? Strategically, yeah, and everybody who was in Shushi, who knows a thing about Shushi, says Shushi was given as a gift to Azerbaijanis as a result of high treason. Now, we're coming to the volunteers issue. Why do I say purposefully, and this is a very essential point, was destroyed and this war was lost purposefully. Armenia has seven military, uh, I don't know what the English equivalent would be, but this is a Russian word, corpus, military corpus, which is around 10,000, yeah. almost under 10,000 soldiers, right? So, Banakain Corpusner, the army corpses, are the biggest military units in, 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 in the army, mm-hmm. at least the former Soviet uh, state armies. So, Harabari Artsakhi, Pashpanutsan Banak, there is no such thing, there has never been. It is. Uh, one corpus, one court, if we may say so, of Armenian army. So meaning Artsakh or Harabakh has no army, it's Armenian army. Of course. So is would you consider Artsakh a province of Armenia or would you consider I Artsakh uh, its own? I, no, I consider it province of Azerbaijan and Russia right now. Unfortunately, no, no, no. I'm not talking about right now. I'm Historically, prior to, prior to no, of course, it was, it, it was prior to the war. Is Artsakh Armenia or is Artsakh its own province? It is Armenia only. Okay, Armenia. so why didn't Russia back us up when the whole uh, we're we, going we, into a different question? No, but, it's, but, it's, but, it's, it's a yes, simple, we're going into a different question. Well, we're talking about now Russia, but let's finish Nico's topic as far as how he's a about the military course, the military, yeah, yeah. because it, this all ties into itself, man. It's, yeah, it's, it's I can come to that. I can, I can, I can answer that w- as well. What was Arik's role in this whole? Because you're, ca- you're you're accusing Nikol of selling off the lands, but what was Arik's Arik role? was his croony, a clown, another traitor, a weak bastard, an sob. What can I say? Somebody who had to shoot himself in the head and save his dignity, but turns out he doesn't even have a dignity, an ounce of dignity. So the clown is still there, trying to rule over two thousand square kilometers of space. Uh, and uh, all he did during the war, he saved uh, part of his businesses because he owned uh, almost all Karabakh businesses. The local oligarch, the clown. Anyway, we'll come to that. Just give me the opportunity sure. to go, go step ahead. by step, please. Now, Artsakh, Pashtmanutsan Banak, Defense Army of Artsakh, the so-called, the one core, the one corpus of the Armenian army was fighting. The second corpus that ever took part in this war mm-hmm. was stationed in the south of Armenia from Goris. So that corpus went there. Four corpuses never entered the war. They stayed in Armenia. So the rule of the war is the following. When you fight a war, you naturally lose soldiers, especially in this kind of war when we were the losing part, mm-hmm. when the drones were coming and taking out just like 10, 20, 30 guys at once. One second, they're yeah. burned, they're dead. 
Um, you have to replenish. How do you replenish? You bring the conscripts, the official military conscripts, or you bring in other corps into the war. You throw everybody into the fight. You keep some divisions to guard the vulnerable borders. But because you have a treaty with Russia that says when your borders are violated, they have to come to aid. Mm -hmm. You know, they're secure, safe, more or less. So you keep sending kids. So uh, you have to. That's the rule of the war. If you want to fight a war without sending kids, then fight a war uh, without sending kids so with war, a glass of wine. So a war that was basically sold off by the most corrupt leader in the history of Armenia in the world continued to just send kids over. Continue. It's sold. No, gi- give it. Give it as. I mean, put a ribbon on it and give it as a gift. I mean, Yerevan. Why? Why don't you give Yerevan to Azerbaijan? They no, want Yerevan just, as we're well. Not, we're not talking about. No, Yerevan. no, because kids we're are gonna die for defend. Uh, I mean, to defend Yerevan. But I mean, that's not the logic. But we let's, have. We let's have give the, that. But we have the. We have the treaty between Russia and Armenia for Armenia proper. Let's. Let, now, if let Artsakh me... is not Armenia proper, and okay, the not the for Russia that... because that's a that's a diplomatic issue. But that's, not for that's, France, that's, not for Germany, not for our other allies. That's a treasonous issue again. So everybody's committing treason. Of course. Well, I guess. Well, of course. It. I mean, I that that I guess we're all committing treason, guys. I mean, I, they just everybody not. who has been in power in Armenia previously indirectly have committed treason. Indirectly, this guy and his regime for two and a half years have committed direct treason. I'm just saying the fact that. You're but again, f- let me explain the core. No, the no, no, no. I know. You'll, you'll, you'll get issue. to your core issue as well. I'm just saying that. How long do you think it's going to take for the shit to actually come afloat? That it is afloat. It's have you seen Moses Hakopian's press conference, the former chiefs of staff? If, head? If, so, if, have if, you seen that press if conference? If there was facts that me as a prime minister sold off Artsakh, Shushi, all those lands and basically took billions of dollars and basically let thousands of 18, 19, oh, an entire generation of kids die and there's no factual evidence out there and like in, in the media right now... And I'm not going to give. Who tells my, you there is none? Well, you know what? He has about another three hours to walk away from this. But who tells you there there is no evidence? It's all full with evidence that he just basically sold it off. The, he's taking his billions of exactly. dollars and he's going to sit there you understand as, the and fact, he's going to continue as sitting as Do you understand minister? the fact that you haven't seen this evidence doesn't mean it's not out there. It is out there. It's, Number it, one, they call second. it a conspiracy theory, but yeah, go ahead. Well, if the if the head of chiefs of staff, the Armenian general. Who is the at one time the most top-ranking general in the Armenian army? Says that there is treason that took place. That prime minister is a uh, traitor. If he says that officially in his interview, okay, a four-star general. We we don't. There is no four-star general in Armenia. Show but, us. Yeah. Show us the facts behind it. Again, here's the thing. What facts he wants? I mean, I don't know. What you what want facts? him to show now or later? I mean, do, do you want do you want a, I look a videotape? What do you want? Here's here's the way I, here's the way I look at it, Hike. And I, I know you're getting upset, but I don't want you to get no, upset. No, but I mean, it's becoming unreasonable. No, it's not about unreasonable because everything you is, say, I show believe, me facts. Show me facts. I'm, I'm not believing. Said, I'm telling you, have you watched Moses Hakopian's press? Conference? I haven't watched shit from Moses. So Hakupian. don't ask these questions if you haven't watched. Well, here's here's watch what, it then come talk. I mean, if you don't, if you're not informed, and well, why do you claim the information is not out I'm, there? I can't question you. No, you can, but I'm giving you all the names. I'm giving you all the facts, and you're still questioning it. It's no, becoming. No. Uh, it's a, becoming a, a, uh, everything. Everything is more of like a, I believe in this. I believe it. It's like I understand. I no, understand. No, no, you're just mispresenting what I'm saying. Do you want me to say I have a videotape, Nicole committing a treason? No. 
Do you believe that Nikol Pashinyan has made love to his wife? Or you have a tape? Well, I'm sure he's made love to his wife. Why are you sure? Do you have the tape? Well, he has four kids or five kids. But do you have the tape? Maybe those kids came out in some lab. Well, he... <laughs> I mean, do you have the tape? What, what is the proof? Now you're being unrealistic. No, I'm being like you. No, no. So stop no. asking these questions. I mean, I mean, you're pushing and pushing well, purposeless. Well, let's talk about Anna Hakopian. You're talking about proof, right? Uh-huh. She went to the front line, no, supposedly. Hold on. She, she took pictures, correct? In full makeup. Well, you see, to you, the justification is, well, she's wearing full makeup. She looks like she's in a uh, you know, studio taking photos pretty much, right? And same thing with, with their son. And same thing with a couple of the other soldiers who have now become the very fact famous. That they, the fact that they say the son is in the trenches... Not one, not one proof has been shown that his son was in the trenches. But they, but they are saying he's in the trenches. Sure, there, there is no proof of it. So no. why do you believe he was? I don't believe it. Who said I believe it? Do you believe Anna was even? No, in the she front wasn't. Lines? Bullshit. That's the biggest PR. Do you have facts? Do you have facts? Do you really believe that Anna Akopian was in the trenches? No, I don't. She wasn't. But she do you wasn't. have facts? Of course I do. I'm being like of you. Of course I am. I have facts. Go look Where at her photos. Facts? Fact, photos? Of course. Have you watched Moses Hakopian's press conference? I haven't watched Moses Hakopian's press conference. Watch it and you'll have all the proof. Okay, I'll watch it. Continue, Hike. <laughs> now, I, I'm, gonna, I'm still going to question you. Now, I'm not well, no, no, you well, have to question, well, but it has to be reasonable. <laughs> the questions have to be reasonable. Because Nico's kids were made in labs, but... No, you know, no, accusing, the, accusing, saying, uh, you say, I believe, I believe. Of course I believe. Again, of course, it's circumstantial evidence. That's why we have brains to analyze and to come to conclusions. If everything was about facts, people would believe only on, uh, uh, into things uh, that are on paper and on tape. No, the, the That's f- not like that. The problem I see here is basically yeah, you're talking about a prime minister who's basically was bought off for billions of dollars who allowed thousands of kids to die and... Yeah, and, that's unbelievable, but and, that's and, a fact. And that's our, why and we're here. And our heroes. small government of three million, which is bullshit. It's not three million in Armenia; it's less than that. All bats an eye. No, no one can show. No one could say anything. No one's. Who gonna, told you? No one can say. No, nothing is happening. What what's happening? Mean, what's is, happening in what Armenia? Nothing. What's happening? happening in Armenia right now? Well, a, a turbulent situation is happening. In okay, Armenia. will will Nikol step down? Of course, he will not step down. He will be removed from power. We'll see. Well, you think he's going to stay? I feel like he's going to stay for right now. Well, you have nothing. You know nothing about Armenia. I guess then. I know nothing about Armenia. It is impossible. I mean, we'll see. Now, can I finish the of course. Go ahead. Go issue? Ahead. The forces were not replenished. Instead, he goes live, and I'm not mm-hmm. sure that you have uh, seen his lives, um, Facebook lives, from a bunker, and he calls on volunteers to go fight for Karabakh. So what happened during the first war, there was no Armenian army, no Armenian organized army, there were volunteers who organized under Vazgen Manukyan and later under Vazgen Sarkistan into an organized army. That's why mm-hmm. we won the first war, the first battle in this war against well, Azerbaijan. We won in 94. 94, we, we lost actually. We won the battles, but we lost because we signed... Uh, the negotiation we uh, lost. Uh, yeah, yeah that, that was yeah. terrible. That was the reason for today's loss. Right. But that's a different story again. So... Uh, we turned from an army of volunteers into an organized professional army. That's why we won. This time what Nicol did, he turned the professional army, the military, into a volunteer's fight. He took the volunteers. I have a relative, a family member, who was a volunteer. He called me. He has a PTSD, heavy-duty PTSD. After the war. 
of course. We're from this second yeah. war, okay? He says, and he was lost for almost a month, no information. He says, they took us to the front lines, they dropped us in the field, no commander, yes, nobody, I nothing, we have no idea. Two guys from my district, I knew, he, he says, I knew them from since my childhood. They went about 500 meters away, the drone hit them, they died on the spot. We started running. We don't know where we run. We don't know what we do. And then Nico came, comes out and calls them um, traitors, people who left their positions. Okay? There was no organized army. He kept organized forces out of the battle. He says, everybody who fought says, orders were coming to retreat. Who has seen a retreat of 5, 10 kilometers? Who has seen in Karabakh? Who has ever in military history of such small area battles seen a retreat of 50 kilometers around, I guess, 30 miles or something mm -hmm. like that? Yeah. I mean, do you imagine how small Artsakh is? I mean, retreating all the time, not one single order, serious order, one has been done, has been given. Not one single serious order has been given to counterattack. How did Hadrut fall? Because it was given as a gift. How did Azerbaijani forces on foot cut off from their supply lines, reach under Shushi and took Shushi, take Shushi? How? Everybody who has an ounce of knowledge what happened there will insist and will swear on the Bible that high treason took place from higher up. Out of, out of question. We can sit and question. Do you have proof? Do you have a videotape? Well, shit will float. Do you have a... Well, it flows for a long time. For the <laughs> longest time. So many people talk about it. So it was coming from the higher ups. He came up and he says, You know, I was being briefed the third day by the head of uh, chiefs of staff that we're going to be losing this war. And then he's being asked, so why didn't you stop the war? Why didn't you give a few regions to Azerbaijanis to stop the war? Because Putin was lobbying for him to give some regions and, uh, in order to stop the war. And he says, I would have been called a traitor. So he thought about himself knowing that he's going to be losing the war. And he didn't do that. But that's a different thing. I think we were still winning. We had the chance to win. We were not win winning, but we had the chance to win. Against if drones? If we fought also against the drones, because there was technology being brought in by Russians that was stopping drones from flying. Okay, but another question. Why do you shut down the Armat Labs? Why don't you buy drones knowing that Azerbaijanis have brought a swarm of drones, hundreds of drones? Why, don't, why doesn't your army have one single drone when every single specialist was advising you for two and a half years that drones are absolute necessity in a coming war? The enemy has drones and you have no weapons against the drones. You don't own one single drone. How is that even possible without malicious intent, without treasonous intent? How is that possible? How do you turn an organized army into an army of volunteers who are not trained, who don't have weapons? He calls on Facebook Live from the bunker, the very famous Facebook address he did to the people. He says, I ask volunteers to come and to bring body armor and helmets with them. I mean, you're the commander-in-chief, you son of a bitch. You think people 
have body armor in their homes, laying around. And people were going there, They all they had was one AK-47. What else did they have? There were soldiers who never shot one bullet, and yet they got killed. They were putting them in cars, in trucks, by 10, by 20, taking them to the front lines, then knowing that the drones are uh, above their heads. So many people died in this way. It is an organized action to destroy own army. And if the head of the general staff, doesn't matter what his motives are. His motives are, obviously, that he has been on bad terms with Nico, so he comes up with truth. But that doesn't mean that, well, most probably he was corrupt. I believe he was corrupt. Let me put it this way. And you're going to say, You're, you believe. Was he corrupt? I believe he was corrupt. I don't have evidence that Moses Hakopian, Mosi wasn't corrupt under Serge regime. But he served under Nikol as head of, as the top guy in the whole Armenian army. Of course, they parted their ways in an unfriendly manner. But that's the motive for speaking the truth. That doesn't discredit the truth he speaks. And he said that generals have received uh, treasonous orders. And they have recorded Nikol giving these orders. And he said, I know he's going to put me, he's going to try to put me in jail. I know what I'm doing, but I have all the proof. Mm -hmm. This guy has been number one in the Armenian army. Do you trust him or not? Does he have proof or not? I believe he has. He has seen so many things. What was Nikol's wife doing in the top secret location, the situation room, the war room? What was she doing being briefed by Samvel Babayan and giving orders to generals? What was she doing there? Who is Anna Hakopian? Who is she? She's a nobody. What is a nobody doing during a top secret military planning room, a war room in Artsakh? And he comes on the television and says, I sent her to support morally the generals. The generals had the need to be supported by your wife. Are, are you, I mean, is this, is this a dream or what is this? So I'm, I, for, for me, it's just baffling to me as far as what amount of money what amount Again, of money? Now I, I have an explanation why this happened. Why he did that. We as normal people, and some of us not normal, who knows? But as average people, uh -huh. we cannot consciously believe that one possibly can sell his own country for money. That is, that is impossible to imagine, right? Not normal. That, that is something that doesn't happen even in bad movies. But we should understand this guy is a sociopath, which is a mental disease. Go read what sociopaths are, what psychopaths are. And I'm not saying this to insult him. This is a medical condition that he has. On top of it, he's somebody who would sell everything for money. So our prime, prime minister of Armenia on top has a of mental it, disorder. Of course. Okay, continue. On top of it, on top of it, he was bred and educated based on Levon Petrosian's treasonous ideas. He wrote in his book, Yerkri Hakarakogma. There is a quote there, open, I can give you the page later on when I get home. Where he says, uh, it's fiction, but it's his thoughts. I mean, everybody knows the book is his thoughts. That he wrote in 2008 when he was in hiding. When he became the reason for the death of 10 people in the rebellion against Kocharyan. He writes, at some point, I want to think that we need those territories, Artsakh. But at, at another point, I think, why do we need them? Why don't we give it to Azerbaijanis? They need it more. 
and then we'll be friends with them. And he has actually serious non-fictionist articles in his tabloid in Haikakan Jamanak. And they are all plastered on online. Real true photos from the pages of the tabloid. Where he speaks that we should give those lands to Azerbaijan. And, so and he the, had the idea. These are articles written a long time ago. Not long time, a couple of years ago, before he was. Uh, How in, long? Five in, years ago? Six years ago? Seven years ago? Who cares? Uh, well, who cares? Is, well, I I care because this is somebody you back, almost ten years ago. Ten years ago, yeah. but this is somebody two and a half years ago you backed up. Yeah, but you didn't read those articles before. Uh, first of all, I didn't read all of them because I was not a fan of those that. Tabloid. So when did you find out he was a sociopath? Let Let me tell you. I'll, I'll answer. But this is a legitimate question sure. you're asking. It's a good question. Of course. Thank you. I backed him, well, I knew him since early 90s, not personally, but I was a junior in Yerevan State University. He was a senior. He never graduated. He was thrown out. Uh-huh. But everybody amongst the students knew him. Knew him as a bastard who is writing some uh, anonymous things on many people, who's trying to extort things from many people. Who's in? Who's playing dirty games? And he was trying to benefit from the regime, the Petrosian regime at that time. And he was a big sympathizer of the Petrosian regime. Uh, now, knowing him and having an antipathy towards him, why did I support him? I didn't support him during the revolution. I supported the so-called revolution. Okay. Knowing that he has left no place, because he made this famous announcement during the events that if not me. Armenia will never have a prime minister. And the people were following him because he was the only one who, and that's a different story, why, who supported him, who managed to bring so many people into the streets. And he was surprised himself. So knowing that this is the only person that is able to, because of the following and because of the people in the streets, to bring regime change in Armenia... What was I supposed to do? Support Ser Sarkisian's regime? No. There was nothing left but to support him. My secret hope those days was that he being the liar, the bastard he is, Mm -hmm. he would come to power and having lied all his way to the prime minister's office, he would, being inside, try to deliver on at least majority of his promises to the people as a classical populist. It's, it's impossible. Order, it is possible. Many uh, people have done so. Many populists, many liars have delivered on their messages in order to stay in power. Because if you come on the wave of revolution, you know that you may be taken away on the wave of the revolution. He didn't He didn't come like Serge came. He didn't come like Kocharyan came. He didn't have the basis of the so army, then, of so the then, oppressive machine so, of the state. So if Nicole, he had only people. If he would lose the people, he would not stay in power. So people who come on the shoulders of the people to power, they try to please the people, delivering real results in order to stay in power. So we basically he trust defied, them. So we trust them for two and a half years. Let them fuck. Us I didn't. The, no, exactly. My point is, I didn't trust him. I. I you just. But you said you backed him up again before he came to power. But shortly after he was in power, I was the first one to rebel against him. Do you realize? So then, who 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 would replace who would Sit in power instead of. I him don't there. care who. Again, my cat. So Nicole, do elections, hold elections. Why do you look for a leader? Why it has to be a person, famous person, a person who has a following? 
do elections, organize elections, take him out, vote in confidence vote, uh, cast an in confidence vote. Vote of no confidence. Do you honestly believe if Armenia runs an election, it'll be an actual proper election? Not with this state of mind of well, the people. Not, not with this mentality. Well, because people are saying, if not Nikol, who? Okay, if, wait, if wait, we wait. take Nikol out, let me say, if we take Nikol out, the old regime will come. Guys, the old regime is not as terrible as Nikol is. Nobody has ever been in Armenian history as bad as Nikol is. But why would the old regime come? Why? Why do we think that the old regime must come? Don't let them come. Go elect people who have national ideology, who are going to be serving the interests of the Armenian people. You want to know my solution? Have Russia dictate our our economy. What do you mean? Be under Russian power. Armenia doesn't deserve to have their own politicians. Armenia doesn't deserve to have its what own government. Is that? I think that's how it should be. So, who is going to sit as president of Nikolai? You're Nicole, Armenians now. Do of you course, really? I am. Well, so who should sit as president? Okay, you tell me who should sit as president or as prime minister if Nikol steps down tomorrow. Whoever people will elect in a year. Let's Do you say. trust the voting of the people? No, I don't. So then we don't deserve to have our but, own government. Listen, no, we deserve to have a good. How government. do you deserve to have your own government if you can't if you can't appoint your own government I mean, officials? Do you believe this? I mean, I can't believe I'm hearing. No, this. I'm asking you a question. Well, it's a valid question, right? It's not we, a valid Hai question. Chan, We're going through Let, the same bullshit Chan, here in no. the states. Okay, are we Nico, not? Nico steps down. You're going to be because you are. I am answering because you are unable because you are unable to make a good Hai, choice. One second. Do you trust the electoral system in Armenia? No. How the hell do you expect to put somebody in power? Do put your most your most powerful effort. Who is it? Who's going to put the most powerful effort? I mean, the people? Guys, you just attack me. You, you don't let me answer to even your own questions. You just ask the questions for the sake of asking. <laughs> we haven't said anything for 15 minutes. <laughs> so the question is, I, the people even miss my voice. I'm getting text messages. They're like, you, you better say something. No, I'm telling but, you what the solution is. So serious question. You say the people need to put somebody else in power. How? Through what process? Do you want to get the answer? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So the answer is coming. President Armin Sarkisyan has come up with a plan, a clear plan. What should be done? Uh, caretaker government. It's not called caretaker in Armenia. It's called temporary government. A government of national accord. He is the guarantor of the of that government and of, uh, of the constitution. Armin is. Because he's the only legitimate person at this point in the whole government. The only legitimate person. Okay. And he's coming up with, I mean, I have never been his supporter. I have never sympathized him. But at this point, in this period in his, of history, he speaks and he does all the right things. Except he's, he's not... He's corrupt as hell. Except he's not pushing and uh, forcing on it. But do you understand... I don't know if he's corrupt. Do you have proof that he's corrupt? Well, in, he, in your own style. Uh, uh, I could say. So. Do I don't. I, I don't want to say it on the podcast. Well, but I have he never made it. money in Armenia. By uh, the way, he made a lot of money in London, England, and I ran into somebody who was blood related to him, yeah. who talked very, very big. Did you see documents? Oh, I saw a lot of other things. Documents. I saw a lot of other things. Okay. I well, don't want to go, but I don't care I what saw you a did lot in of, London. I saw a lot of. That's the UK government's uh, of it function. Is. Of it's, course, it's it their is. duty to do whatever but, they do. But somebody of his of that of that kid's stature shouldn't have that much money. Look, just I'm just throwing look, it out there. He's extremely rich. We know that. How do you get rich? Do he 
Did he steal from Armenia? Of course he did. What was from Armenia? Wh- what was his sure position in the prior administration? Uh, he was ambassador prior to that. He was uh, prime minister, etc. But do you understand? I am not analyzing his persona now. I'm saying what he says now, what his message is, and he promises not to, uh, but not to stay involved in active politics after that. So his message is his uh, transition period guarantor of the government. And during the one year when we have a professional government in power in Armenia, people are being explained the systems, the uh, election law, all the substitute laws and regulations are being prepared for the coming election that shall take place not earlier than in a year. This is a very valid, serious, trustworthy option to take you trust the system no you don't and i agree with you i don't trust the system either that's why we need a caretaker government with a caretaker president in power who will guarantee that transition from this terrible terrible government into a more or less functioning elected government that will be in place in a year that is the ideal way out do you think the diaspora should vote if you know if you ask me diaspora shouldn't vote why not if, i'll tell you then the diaspora shouldn't donate to armenia oh really so it's a bribery it's not according a bribe. to it's you it's not a bribery it's a bribery i give you money only if you if i get to vote no 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 no. i'm just no. throwing it out there I'm, the, I'm just saying that if the diaspora is able to help armenia if you're if you have dual citizenship why not again because people in, many people in Armenia who have very little information about ins and outs of the what's happening okay make a terrible vote take terrible make ter- terrible choices cast terrible votes do you think diasporans have as an institution have the capacity and ability to make the correct vote for people in Armenia go live there go vote of course I don't vote because I live here. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying dual citizenship. If I have a citizenship in America, citizenship makes no difference. If I'm going to be if I'm going to be living six months in Armenia and six months in the U.S. United States, I want my vote. Why not? That's a different thing. Six months is half a year. Called three. We're, we're going into. We're if I'm going, going to be there for technical th- sides of the of the citizenship and voting things, and well, these are technical things. You live there. You understand enough. Go vote. You don't live there. Either you help as an Armenian. But not hundred and something million dollars for the whole war that we collected. Of course, it was stolen, turns out, by Armenia Fund. Turns out, many accuse it was stolen. Armenia Fund was founded in 1992. Armenia Fund was founded in 1992. Do you think from 92 until 2016 that money wasn't stolen? I believe it was stolen. Okay, then. So it's normal that it was stolen now? No, no, I'm not saying it's normal that it was stolen now. It's been happening for 32 years. So what? It shall happen? It's going to continue to happen. Why? Because our government is corrupt. What if, what if we stop it? What do, you, what do you mean what will stop it? What will stop it is Let's if we stop do... stop it. We do, okay. Let's stop the theft. That's why we need to change the government. Now, uh, diaspora has to give more. Diaspora has to start thinking of moving to Armenia. Not cutting ties with Armenia because of this loss. Because of this defeat. Because this is the moment that the diaspora shall go there. But also diaspora shall not think that they understand the realities on the ground in Armenia like experts, like many do. The thing that you give money doesn't mean that you get 
to have a complete say just like somebody on the ground would has. you go back to armenia and live in armenia maybe Mm-mm. is it yes or no I you don't f- maybe you don't feel Why safe maybe? going back now because it depends on uh, some factors that i wouldn't like to uh disclose here on air do you have a particular candidate in mind that you no. would, you would vote for no 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 i mean do all well i do have it's uh, one or two people from our uh, from our access but uh <coughs> not those names that are floating your access meaning that's part of the opposition group or yeah yeah people with national ideology do you do you not see the problem right now with armenia is that right now we're at war with ourselves while the azeris and turks are basically reloading for another for another war yes they are so i mean they just took uh, yeah, one, one 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 square kilometer almost one square kilometer if not more from sunik a village in Sunik today because there is no army there is no armed forces to defend they came and the villagers stood their ground for one day and then they returned the Azerbaijanis and said if you don't move back for one kilometer uh, we're gonna burn you from the drones from the sky and we're here basically jerking off to and see who's going to be prime minister. And there is no army to defend because there is no government, because there is no prime minister, because this bastard, because this SOB is still in power. He's holding to power. Where have you seen in human history that a defeated government, that a defeated prime minister who signed a treasonous, shameful act of capitulation, defeat, stays in power, no matter if he's if he's a traitor or not when you say when you say he's going to be forced out do you think there's going to be a civil war or how is he going to be forced he's out he's trying power? to create a civil war he's trying to incite it he's doing everything so to Nicole have civil is war trying to of course a civil he is war. he is what would his benefit be staying in power all he cares is money and power do you understand that many people in diaspora cannot cannot come to terms with this because people don't want to be disappointed but i have a surprise for you it's better to see the bitter truth than to lie to yourselves and believe into something that's so disgusting none of us wanted to believe. But that's the truth. Unless we believe, we can't move forward. We have to overcome this. Otherwise, we're not going to be here. There, you, there is another war coming. Will you disclose the two names that you would vote for, part, that who are part of your organization? Uh, I think Arab Apian would be a great uh, leader, but many people don't like him because he's to uh you mentioned his name during the first un- unconventional yeah. because he's not he never advocated for treasonous ideas never advocated for ideas that are from uh, that are being directed from different sources because he is very much people centric and national centric and that has become kind of a pejorative negative thing in armenia for the past 30 years uh some other people too. I don't want to call names. Well, I mean, is that the way you? But he cannot be because, according to the current, he's he's a dual citizen, as well. Uh, how's and, Armin uh, Sarkisyan a president? He's that's a, a citizen different issue. Of Are we going to be examining his? Of course, there are valid questions about his uh, eligibility of becoming president. Whether it was six years or it was five years that he renounced his British citizenship or whatever. Are we going to be discussing it now? We just came out of war. The only person who speaks the 
right thing and who didn't take part on in very high office in high treason is him now i'm not a great fan of him but we should be realistic we shouldn't be looking at what he did then we should be looking what in this utterly catastrophic situation he offers whatever he offers to this point is legit is smart is balanced is the only way out but what okay so i'm gonna play devil's advocate to me armin sarxian said well he wasn't involved in even in the decision as far as signing the agreement yeah but to me i could say well that's him saving his own ass no why not because if he was first of all why would nicole doing committing treason doing something in secret not presenting it to people go and report to armen sarkisian when when and this is an important thing i want to disclose here and people don't talk about this but as an insider i can tell you this now i can disclose for the past two and a half years armen sarkisian has been completely belittled sidelined and isolated by nicole and his regime completely ignored so what does his position have no power to that agreement doesn't require a co-signature by the president N- nothing well that is not even an agreement that is a that is a statement an announcement that is not even a legal agreement but it was signed something should have been signed if you commit a treason an act of treason that's why they called it because if it was an agreement a treaty that should have been ratified by the parliament should have been put up for discussion by the people by state by constitutional court and etc so to avoid all of this aliyev came up with a document like that with a name statement or announcement they put every single point that aliyev wanted nico signed it so that i mean that's not even a legal document what are we discussing here does it require this does of course not statements do not require but statements also never solve territorial ground issues historic issues so statements. why isn't it being challenged it is being challenged by people in the streets by the opposition but the main uh hurdle in challenging it is that there is another signatory a very powerful part party that uh, many people and many political powers cannot challenge and that's russia russia russian president signature uh that is one thing that uh, holds many people and many powers back from challenging it uh, to the fullest extent and uh, there are russian forces on the ground you cannot you cannot change that reality anymore you have to take that into account and i and i recognize that you have to deal with russia and uh, you cannot you cannot you cannot go against russia and do certain movements that because russia has sided with azerbaijan in this war openly the russian authorities have said that the seven regions and nagorno karabakh <coughs> shall be given to azerbaijan they use the return word the word return to azerbaijan they got into this thing when they realized that nikol pashinyan is giving the whole thing at once so they are going to be Uh, left out of the whole game altogether because if azerbaijan took control of the whole artsakh there would be no need for russian forces to come in no no pretext to act as peacekeepers 
Did Otto Papian ever support Nicole? Nicole? Just like me. No, prior to that, seven, eight, ten years ago, did he ever? No, well, not even his cat or dog supported Nicole. Nicole's cat or dog. His wife supported him. Who, who else supported him? The bastards of his government who supported him. Look at who they are. So you don't think it's Nicole's actual? Um, what do they call it? His party or his? Um, his associates have anything to do with that as well, or just Nicole by himself? It's a sociopath. In the grander scheme, they have been part by supporting him and his policies that have been treasonous all the way down. So we have basically a bunch of sociopaths but, but, in the Armenian government. No, not sociopaths. Kroonis and uh, uh, people who are nobodies and nothings who owe him their positions and their good life that so they had. You're basically but, you're concurring but, with me. But, but in a way, but not completely. But the decision in Artsakh was taken solely by him. I believe again, and I don't have any videotapes again, that the top brass of the Armenian military, a couple of top key generals that he appointed lately, were in cahoots with him, were part of the this uh, treasonous ring. And uh, of course he didn't inform Armin Sarkisian, the president. Of course he didn't inform anybody. Because you don't go around and inform that you're going to commit something that's 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 an open act of treason towards your own people in your country. Uh, Edgar had a couple questions yeah, that he wanted us to go over with you. You want Edgar, who's unfortunately not here with Edgar, us. Edgar, I really miss your questions here in the studio. But <laughs> do you want to do you want to call him? Questions, or do you want to just read it off? I'll read it off. Okay. I'll read it off. He was asking, "What are your thoughts on Vazgen Manukian and Pavlik Manukian?" and all or, the Manukians. Or Sharn Tarutunian. All the Manukians, right? I knew Edgar is going to come up with a good question. Thank you, Edgar. Edgar, are you watching? Say yeah, he's there. He's there. Say something. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I, as always, have to be very objective. Vazgen Manukian is being presented by the group of seven, the uh, 17, the, co- the, the so-called 17 parties block. Is that enough parties now? Not for Armenia, because there are more than eighty. There's more than <laughs> there's more than seventeen. <laughs> more than eighty. I thought there 18. were only seven. More than eight zero. Yeah, eight zero. There's yeah. more than eighty parties in Armenia. Yeah, not they, okay, birthday on, parties. I'm Le- talking about political. Are these parties. legitimate parties? Yeah, registered legitimate parties. I f- that's why uh, wow. we need to be run by Russian government. I thought seventeen was much. But these yeah. these aren't these aren't like kind of hints to you that. I will not comment on that. Three million in population, yeah. eighty parties. Good. Uh, you can address that by changing the legislation. But anyway, nuke it, nuke the legislation. Stop pounding the table. I, I'm, it's, it just annoys me, bro. I, I swear. Now, uh, <laughs> Vazgen Manukian, Vazgen Manukian is the candidate of the seventeen. Most of them, uh, the previous regime parties or associated parties or unassociated independent parties uh, that's why his candidacy is being received uh, not very well by everybody but uh, we have to be objective Vazgen Manukyan is uh, an intellectual he's an intelligent person he is I'm giving you the facts that uh, almost nobody uh, disputes uh, except Levantel uh, Petrosian's regime people and, of course, Nikol Pashinyan's uh, regime people. Those people that are essentially one big camp, they dispute that. 
But Vazgen Manukyan has been the military leader in the first war, who has, as minister, first minister of defense of Armenia, who has uh, secured a lot of success for the fighting army. He has resigned uh, and he has acted as a prime minister. He has gotten into conflict with Levanter Petrosan. Levanter Petrosan has removed him from power. He is certainly not corrupt. He's not known to be stained by corruption. This is Vazgen Manukyan. Vazgen Manukyan. Uh, he is somehow a controversial figure. In the last years of Ser Sarkisian, he was the head of the uh, public council, the so-called public council, which was actually a type of a quasi-state, uh, quasi-governmental council of uh, famous people that uh, had no real functions besides gathering and talking and uh, morally supporting the government in fact so that's the unpleasant thing in the biography of Vazgen Manukyan but why was he chosen by this 17 uh, parties because he is the least criticizable the least vulnerable amongst those that they could have supported and nobody argues that he's uh, a highly intellectual person Again, some of his views, political views, and etc., are highly debatable. Some of some of them are acceptable. Some of them are not acceptable. That's a totally different issue. I'm giving you the facts. How old is he? How old is Vazgen? I guess 75, I believe. Uh, but a little younger than Biden. Yeah. But he was the most intelligent one in Karabakh Komite, the organization, the club, the group, that the was political created club. In 88? Yeah, that started uh, actually the movement. But uh, besides. Uh, Igor Muradzan. So Igor and him were the most intelligent ones. Um, Now, uh, Pavlik Manukyan. Pavlik Manukyan is, I don't know why he's asking about Pavlik, because Pavlik is not in this political processes right now. Pavlik is a member of Sasnazarej group, not party. He parted with with the group later on. Uh, he's a fighter in the first war, a veteran. He was fighting in this war. He's wounded uh, during the siege of uh, 2016 operation of Popatzagund, you know, the uh, the military base, yeah. the police base in Yerevan. Uh, he's a patriot of his country. Uh, he has his own political views. Uh, there's nothing to comment more. Uh, he's not in political processes, so there's nothing to comment. What's the what was the third person? Who was the third person? The third person was drum roll. Shantarutunian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shantarutunian. Well, uh I have to confess I didn't watch the last two or one interviews of Shantarutunian. I am not his fan. He speaks a lot of right things, a lot of things that are correct and a lot of things that I consider myself very controversial or not realistic or not true or not right but uh, uh, I think if you ask my personal opinion that he is of course he's not a political figure but he's in politics somehow he's somebody who has his own interesting opinions sometimes and somebody who uh, speaks his mind but he's not a big part of political processes there. I feel like it's a dating show now. People are asking Majira or Sefilian, are we trying to do matchmaking here? <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to be prime minister? 
<laughs> what about Gr Sefilian? Uh, asking what about him as uh, what are your thoughts on him as far as PM? Well, Gr Sefilian is uh, one of the most notable commanders in the first Artsakh War. He had the fiercest uh, battalion of fighters, uh, which was called the Special Battalion of Shushi. The hardest places ever in the first war were fought in by Sefilan and his soldiers. And he's probably in his seventies as well at this point. No, probably. no, no. He's, he's, he's if he fought way in the first younger. War. He's way younger. He's from Burjamut, uh, from Beirut, Lebanon. Mm-hmm. He has fought in the Lebanese civil war f- for the Armenian community. He has defended the Armenian community. So he's a great patriot okay. for his country. He was arrested before Sasnat Zarer uh, uh, did the operation of the police base. 2016, he's a very uh, national type of figure, uh, very much respected, but he's also vilified by the previous and current regimes. They tried to carve out this um, extremist type of uh, uh, figure of him, uh, of course, that was all done maliciously, purposefully uh, through state propaganda, which he's not. I know him personally. He's um, and I admire him. He's a very balanced person. Sometimes way softer than even uh, his friends are uh, expecting him to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, many have labeled him the regimes have labeled him an extremist, but I have to tell you that he's probably the. Uh, softest uh, one of the softest political people in, in Armenia he's of course member of uh, Sasna Zarer uh, a founding member of uh, our Axis he's uh, a founding member of the Axis and I guess Bever doesn't have its candidate yet but I guess he could be a candidate for the prime ministership what matters here Sefilian is person a person with uh, uh, uncorrupted moral standards, and uh, uh, undoubtedly, he's uh, a big patriot. So, if he Wh- was, why a, didn't he go to Artsakh this time around? He well, that's a good question. He went, but what happened? And they made a statement about it, official statement. So. You know that volunteer groups were rec- being recruited, not armies. Professional army was being taken to mm-hmm. Arzakh. Yes. So he contacted Nikol and said that uh, I am ready to go there with more than a thousand fighters. Guess what Nikol's response was? Uh, no, wait, we'll tell you. And you couldn't just, you know, pick up arms and, and they don't have arms at home. Mm-hmm. The, the army should supply them with arms, with weapons and uh, with uh, ammunition. They can buy their own uh, camel clothing, but not, you know, not the military gear, right? So, and uh, also during the war, there was this order that you couldn't cross into Artsakh without having special permits because there were checkpoints. A lot of army checkpoints and special services checkpoints. So you couldn't just pack your bag and go fight. You couldn't do that. Uh, but he started, he never lost time. He started training his recruits. Why? Because he says he's, a, he's, he's an experienced commander. He saw it coming and he said that that's what he said in his press conference. And what I know from outside of the press conference that... Uh, 
soldiers or volunteers shouldn't go there without any preparation without being trained because they're gonna die yeah this is this is a very very dangerous situation on the mm. you can't just drop people on the front line and say go fight right so he started training and then there was this meeting with Sasna Zarej and with other parties uh, that Pashinyan <coughs> held during the war which was uh, a sham uh, exercise with the, the political powers as if he's consulting them and during that meeting Varjan Avetisyan uh, another Axis founding member raised the question with Nicole and said why don't you allow us to go we have contacted the Ministry of Defense so many times we have contacted your administration so many times and what did Nicole say Nicole said well you know what uh, there are people in my uh, surrounding in my staff that are we very much afraid that you will take punitive actions on the front lines which means that you will fight fiercely the enemy does that make sense? I mean, do you believe? That's what he has said. And there are many wit witnesses from different parties to this conversation. And uh, Varjan Avetisan has tried to clarify and has said that uh, if you also refer also to the fact that you, to the thought or fears that you may have that we may not obey the Ministry of Defense, we will obey. I guess that was what he said. Pashinya said, I'll think, I'll tell you, and etc. The, or, the uh, per permission never came. The permission, because he tried to do everything, everything so that the most capable volunteers group never reaches there. But despite and in spite of that, two volunteer groups of fighters of Sefilian and uh, Sasnazarej still went there uh in the end uh and before that many many people from the same group being trained by sefilian for this war went through different other volunteer groups under different commands to be able to fight to take part in the fight so the claims that they the they never went in there are fake false and uh result of fake prop false propaganda hmm. Any other questions you want to go over as far as from Ed before we call it a night? Just from Ed? Well, I should I'm, disregard the I other mean, there's, there's the thing. Four, 43 million comments. Good luck finding them. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. Ask, ask questions. I'll be quick. Literally, good um, luck finding them. Because I think you got to go back to this live feed and start answering questions. Oh, I can't do that. Well, you got to make time for it, man. We, well, have, um, we, have, people to, we have people to satisfy here. As far as well, not tonight. Wait, 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 we, we can we can still keep no, on talking. I'm not talking about tonight. I'm talking about tomorrow. Okay, grab so a cup of coffee what, in the what morning. Are, what are the questions? As far as as far as the agreement that's coming to uh, expire, as I think it's next year, right? The agreement wait between Russia uh, and Turkey um, that was signed for a hundred years. There's no such thing. That's a huge misconception that's spreading like a virus for the past few years. That the there is a term limit, the time limit. On Statute of limitation kind of on thing. On those agreements, there's no such thing, I assure you, 1 billion percent. I'll, I'll, I tell you that as a historian, as a political scientist. That's a misconception. No agreements are coming to an end. And even if they would, even if that was true, that would have zero effect. That would never take place. Because Turkey will never back out 
Turkey will never give anything back to Armenia, Turkey and Azerbaijan. They only take, and it's only Armenians who only give and give willfully and discuss whether they gave it soon enough or they gave it after 5,000 uh, martyrs, uh, which is which is a crazy discussion to have, and it's just a disgrace that we have a discussion like that. What's the next qu- next question? Next question was about uh, uh, Garigin Shukazian. Shukazian, what what about him? Are you, you guys are colleagues, or what's your? Uh, he's a member of Axis as well. But I have to uh, again stress again, I'm not a member of Sasnatsaret. He's from Sasnatsaret. So what's the question? What's the Sas- What's the relationship be- between Sasnatsaret and Open Society? Okay, this is a question that's being floated around in terms of. You know, slander again. Slander against who? Against uh, Tsarer, Axis, uh, and etc. And this has been directed by Sersaksian and Kocharian's regime completely. Uh, and uh, Nikol's regime is uh, aiding that, even though Nikol, is, uh, Nikol and his regime are being targeted as uh, open society and Soros stuff as well. So here's the thing. Garigin Chukazian has been the first... Uh, to have worked for the Open Society, I believe. But he has been the Ministry of... Uh, I, I don't remember the exact name because that was years ago, more than a dozen years ago. Um, he's the Armenian technology pioneer in Armenian world, in Armenia. He's the one who has launched the satellite broadcast of the first channel. He has brought the digital uh, revolution to Armenia. And he has done that mostly years ago uh, through uh, financial assistance from uh, Open Society Foundation, I believe. Uh, He shares zero views, I can assure you about that. Zero views that uh, Soros has. Yeah, you take financial assistance from an organization? How many years ago was that? Back then, Soros wasn't doing what he was doing later on. He wasn't promoting on the same level, the same agenda. By the way, those who accuse everybody in being connected to Soros, those who accuse, have worked for the same foundation, have allowed that foundation to register and to be established in Armenia. Notably, the foundation has established as established a wide presence in Armenia under Kocharyan. The police of Armenia under Ser Sarkisyan has taken grants from Soros Foundation. The Armenian Apostolic Church and Garigin II, under Garigin II, the Catholics, have taken funds from Soros Foundation. Soros Foundation has provided a lot of funds to a lot of projects. Uh, I do not support the foundation at all. I have never taken any money myself. Ara Papian is being accused of being related to them. He has never taken a dollar from them. So them. He has had ne- no connection, just like me. Uh, so all of this is uh, uh, We have to understand that, first of all, there was no clear political agenda more than a dozen years ago from open society in Armenia. Okay. It may become more or less clearer under Nikol Pashinyan's regime because really many people have worked for the open society and in connection with open society who later became key figures in Nikol Pashinyan government. And those facts have been used by the old regime to discredit Pashinyan's regime. And along the way, 
to discredit also Sasnat Zared, who are completely the opposite ideology of what Soros uh, advertises. Soros advertises non-national identity. Soros advertises uh, uh, non-nationalism. Soros advertises no boundaries. Everybody... One uh, world order. Yeah. I mean, I don't know even. I don't care about these well, things. Well, I mean, that's a kind of non-nationalism, no borders. That tells you one thing. Exactly the opposite what Sasna Tzarev does. But because it's a very convenient thing that more than a dozen years ago, one person, one member has brought money from Soros to benefit Armenia only in technological terms, only no, nothing political. Uh, IT, information technology, computer science. He has done Komitas album, I remember, yeah. like huge work. I don't know if that has been done by Soros money or not, but it doesn't matter. So even Armenian Apostolic Church has benefited from uh, Soros money. So why were their names included? They're asking why were their names included in reports from Open Society? The Whose name, names? Uh, the names that we mentioned earlier. Uh, only Chukazian has been affiliated for short period, more than I guess more than a dozen years ago. Mm-hmm. Again, when there was. Uh, He's saying the they report can for include, 2018, listen, 19. The the film that was released yesterday or two days ago by so-called Vito organization, which is uh, clearly connected to uh, uh, Sarkisian regime mm-hmm. or Kocharian regime, portrayed even Zaruhi Muradzian as somebody tied to uh, Soros Foundation. And Muradzian is the daughter of Sarkis Muradzian, zero ties to Soros Foundation, very respectable woman who, with her husband, has donated and done huge, huge work for this war, for the Armenian army and the people. I mean, they are slandering everybody, labeling them as Soros people. Like, this is a dirty, dirty campaign. I think people should calm down and should uh, distinguish the wet from the dry, as we say it in Armenian, and just uh, not go into this craze, another conspiracy theory of Mm -hmm. everybody who they don't like is Soros. I mean, I wonder when Soros dies, who's going to be at blame next? Well, his foundation is not going to die. Well, his son is going to be in charge. Probably it's going to be his son then. And then, of course, there is Bill Gates, uh, who's going to be another good target. Uh, I hope that doesn't reach Warren Buffett. But, you know, I mean, who knows? I mean, people all, are all going... Men who, all men who are basically under death best practice. Yeah. No, no. One point that I want to make, one very important point that I want to make sure. in this context, please, is that we should understand that the problems of Armenia, if we take out the period of... Pashinyan, because of course Pashinyan's ideology is anti-national, uh-huh. so it coincides, and, and it's not a coincidence that many Soros Foundation-related people or people who took grants for their orga- for, for their own organizations from this foundation have worked for his government, are part of his government, key people. But apart from that, we should understand that the majority, the absolute majority of Armenian people's problems are not from Soros, but are from Levonte Petrosian's ideas. Uh-huh from non-national approaches to the issues and instead of finding the true evil amongst us and eradicating it as an ideology and eliminating it putting the blame on some old you know what son of a bitch from wall street who has foundations in different countries. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't think Argentinians worry about Soros and blame all their problems on them. This is very clearly 
uh, propaganda from abroad. I don't want to say from where many people guess. This is to demonize the West and to demonize the West. A very suitable figure in the face of Soros has been chosen. And that is being presented as the Satan. He may be the Satan, a Satan, but he's not a great Satan for Armenia. The great Satan for Armenia is the Ter Petrosian's ideology, is Pashinyan, is the non-anti-national, anti-Armenian agenda and ideologies that we have had for dozens of years, even before that, that freaking foundation came into Armenia, right? So let's calm down, guys. Let's cool down. Let's not fall prey or victim to propaganda from outside. I wish that foundation is closed I, in Armenia. No, I, know, I, I know, wish I know, that I know. foundation we is are, closed. We, every, a lot of people do. But at the end of the day, our main solution right now is something where we've continued to circle back around it and talk about it multiple times. But, okay, Nicole leaves. Who is it going to be next? And Well, you, you talked about... Again, go and many people will present themselves. I'm sure the axis will I'm not saying I'm not candidate. saying who will sit as president. I'm saying actual I'm saying don't great... worry about it now. Remove Nicole. You'll find somebody else. Nicole is not the Jesus Christ. He's actually the, the exactly the opposite. He's the Hi, evil. John. I don't think we're understanding each other. I don't give a shit about Nicole. I could care less about Nicole. So I... don't, don't ask who's gonna be next. We'll 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 pick well, he wants we'll elect he wants that Armenia person to will clear next. the air first. Of course. Kind of for things to neutralize. Okay. And then... How long? Give it a year. A year. Okay. And then... Four more years until Azerbaijan comes in. Continue. No. During this year, you have to recover. You have to reconstruct. You have to... Uh, you, you, you called out the war, heal. right? You called out the war. You said the war was coming. Yeah. Do you really... Do you think Azerbaijan will come back in five years? Earlier. So do we... <laughs> Earlier. Earlier. Do we have time to... No. But, fig- but what do you suggest we do? What's the solution, according to you? According to me? Yeah. According to me is basically just completely scrap the government. Completely scrap the government. Okay, I'm for that. Okay, and be under Russian control. Well, that's the craziest thing I'm hearing, and I can't... And you know what? I don't... Then if we continue... I, I if won't we even continue, comment on If that. we continue so the way we're... So you want to relinquish the sovereignty of your people? You want to become part of other people, other country, just because you think you're, you're so bad... That some other people, no matter what kind of people, Swiss, French, Italian, it Russian, took, it, it they sucks can, what I'm saying. It they sucks. can govern you and it's, you cannot govern you. What about it? Wait, sucks wait, what wait, I'm wait. Saying, no, no, no. But it's no, true. it doesn't suck. It's completely stupid and crazy. I'm sorry. I don't want to offend you. I, you so, can, no, you're you, not offending me. It's but a, but, it's but the truth. go, but go improve yourself. Don't don't make a slave of, uh, of uh, okay. yourself of some you other people. Improve yourself. Do you think it will improve in five years? Yeah, if we choose, if we elect normal we, government. Haikchan, we are at war with ourselves to figure out who the hell is going to be sitting the as Jewish prime people, The Jewish people. Don't compare like, the Jews to Armenia. Uh, why? We can never why? be the Jews. Why? Because we're too selfish. Let me tell you this. Enough, enough of insulting Armenians, but let me tell you this. The Jewish people have suffered through millennia. They have been in misery through millennia. They have been uh, destroyed through millennia. At some point, 1945, when the Second World War ended, they shook themselves. They said, this is the end of the bad road. We're going to be a different type of 
We're they gonna stopped build, the victim card. We, we're going to build a different kind of path for ourselves, and they did. Here's the thing. A lot of people are... And we can do the same thing. See, Jake is saying... We don't stop need... saying it. It's bra- it breaks my heart when you say that. Listen, it breaks my heart as well. It sucks that I'm saying it. But I'll tell you this much. With the way Armenia is moving forward... As far as with its leaders, with its politicians, with its corruption, doesn't matter. There will put be your, no Armenia in five years. Doesn't six matter. Years. Put your best efforts to have Armenia and to become. Better. There won't be an Armenia. Do not enslave yourself. There won't to, be an Armenia. To, to we any will, people, we will be enslaved by Turks. Listen. So you again the same thing. You know what they say. You can't let the what you about can't, you can't what let the about, Russian hand go. Listen, so you hate Armenians, right? I'm not. I don't say that. Did you? Did I say that? Do you know there are self-hating Jews? Are you one of those self-hating Armenians? Did I say I hate Armenians? No, but what you say is complete disrespect towards what? our people. I am disappointed in ourselves. Thirty as well. if years. If you ask me, thirty am, years. Again, if you ask me, I'm completely disappointed good- in. In, in part of our population as well, because there are still people who don't understand what happened, who still support Nikol. But that doesn't mean that I have to give up on our people. I have, I'm more than ever convinced that we need to keep on fighting to bring the change that the Jews brought to themselves. We are able to do that. If you think any other people are better than your people, I don't care whether it's Russians, Indonesians, Malaysians, or whoever that is, or Argentinians, I don't care. If you think anybody's better than your people that they can govern you and you cannot, then why don't you just change your ethnicity? It just call nothing, yourself. Call, with, call it, yourself. It has nothing to do with. I don't know. A Portuguese. Your, it has nothing to do with changing your ethnicity. Look at look at Dagestan. Dagestan is basically they're their own people. They're their own culture. They're Muslim, but they're under Russian power, Russian control. And. And no, you can't touch. No one could uh, touch them because they're under Russian control. Who told you? Are you Dagestan? They want to be independent. They want to be independent. Yeah. But do you think Dagestan being independent, they would even last? So you want to downgrade yourself in terms of? I'm sovereignty? not saying downgrade. Downgrade from. Look at where we are, Hike John. Doesn't matter. Correct yourself. Why do you? Why do you have to go and become a slave be, to somebody else? We will be else? destroyed by Azerbaijan and Turkey before we do can correct everything ourselves. not to Watch. be destroyed. What do you want to do with the do you gene? Think Russia what will do you, wanna, what do you, do you think do Russia will save you? Enough. Wait, do you think Russia will save you? Russia, no one is going to save us. So why do you want to be a Russian slave? If you're, if you're under Russian control, yeah. as They're far as save being the you? province of Russia, of course they will. Really? You don't think they will? No. So then let Turkey and Azerbaijan, then nothing will Listen, change. Listen, right, right. they gave Artsakh to Azerbaijan. They're going to save you? I don't have anything else to say to you. If, of course you don't. Because nothing, there, you have no solution for it, Hike. I do have the what solution. What is the solution? You don't have a sololution. In five years, um, you're saying they're going to come sooner than Listen, five you years. You want to tell me that a culture that's almost 5,000 years old cannot uh-huh. govern itself, that has survived through millennia, is so incompetent that cannot save itself from this disaster? This is a disaster. Look at we what made the government best. has been doing for 32 so years. What? 32 so years? What? 32 years is nothing in a grander perspective of the history that we have survived. And we can survive and we can become better. Okay. We have to fight for that, not go and become slaves to others, to the best nation in the world, whatever that is. Again, Whoever say, that it is. sucks what I'm saying, but our government proved to themselves that they don't deserve to have Because to of themselves. the government or because of the society, you don't play with your people's history in, in and 30, stuff. In 30 years, we couldn't fix it. In five years, we'll fix it. I hope so, Hike. I hope you're right. Of I course, hope you're right. Listen, if you bring to power normal people, you can fix it in one year. You can fix it in half a year. Just like Georgians did it. Georgians fixed their country in 2003. Mm-hmm. They, they had a terribly corrupt government. 
They changed the government in 2003. Okay. They flipped the whole situation in the country. Well, I hope our people can do it because we're not Georgians. And Georgians stabbed us in the back as well. Well, I'm not going to comment on those things. Okay. But if Georgians can do something, we can do as well. I, I think hope so. so. I think any decent people can do that. I hope so. I hope so. Do you think Russia is going to give... Uh, Pretty much passports to to the people of Karabakh now. Of course, take over Karabakh. Of course, and Armenia doesn't control Artsakh anymore. Russia and Azerbaijan control. So technically, Karabakh belongs to Russia now. Uh, part. Well, the other the part is Azerbaijan's, but unfortunately, we gave it to Azerbaijan. Yeah. Yes. So uh, look, we've got all these viewers, and we've got probably maybe close to 2000 comments and over yeah obviously everybody we're all we've always agreed and disagreed there's always this divide your solution is like you said a one year of kind Do of you want to know my own solution i can sure. give you briefly sure. my own sol- that's the acceptable solution for everybody i understand my own solution would be have a complete total real true revolution have people in the streets un- unorganized without a leader Change the government, just like what we were expecting is going to happen when this bastard was c- coming to power. We were mm-hmm. bringing him to power. And well, isn't it? Isn't that why people accepted annul, him? Though? No. Because the, what revolution has happened no. without a leader? Please. And no. Uh, what what revolution? Without a leader. French Revolution. Without a leader. Yes. American Revolution. Without a leader. Yes. So George Washington was not a leader. Well, when when did he become a leader? Uh, he, he actually fought in the Revolutionary War. Exactly. He okay. fought in the war. Who threw the tea into the Boston Harbor? Washington? He wasn't even there. I get it. It was the people. It was the there people. Was a, there was a, there have to, there must have been a leader behind it. That's how it started. That's how it started. French Revolution. Okay. Now, uh, now well, let, me, let me say this. An, annul the uh, Constitution. Mm-hmm. Uh, annul and send home the Parliament. Mm-hmm. Not go into the stupid processes of election and this we don't have army we don't have country now the state has failed we we are armenia is a failed state officially according to all the political science terms armenia is a failed state okay completely if you cannot defend even one village if you don't have effective control over your territory if you've lost huge chunks of your territory if you have a destroyed army and if you have lost 90% of your sovereignty or 95 you're a failed state. So now it is completely stupid what we as people do. We keep on talking about constitutional processes and it's there is no constitution anymore. There are no laws anymore. There is no government. There's one person who's legitimate in the government, the president who has no real power according to the constitution. You have divided people. All you need is a true revolution and then caretaking government again or a committee just like we had during the first republic when we were completely destroyed we had a caretaker government with aram manukyan as head of the government who was a minister of interior now armen sarkisyan can act with the promise that he's not going to run he's not going to run for power after the transition period and then the mechanisms that he offers the steps that he offers are very much democratic are very much healing So that would be my solution. Not the 17 parties, not anybody else, 80, not the parliament. 82 because, parties, 82 because, parties. Because if this bastard, the, the traitor, 
resigns or is forced out of the office. Oh, Samuel Adams was actually in charge of the Boston Tea Party. Sorry. Yeah, but that was not Washington. And Samuel and Samuel well, Adams. Who who did the was, who did the Boston people, Tea Party? And Samuel Adams. Samuel Adams was the leader behind it. Exactly, but who was he? Was he a rock star? He was a leader behind it. There was somebody behind it. No. He was well, of Just course because he was, was a nobody doesn't mean anything. That's how leaders come about. My point is, you're a nobody and you become the leader. Ce- you are looking and talking about a celebrity leader. No, was was Lenin a, a celebrity leader? Of course. Was Khomeini a ce- celebrity course. leader? Of what course. celebrity leaders were they? Who of were course. they? Who were they? What do you mean? Who were they? Like who was Lenin? Who was Lenin? Yeah, who was Lenin? Lenin was the celebrity leader of the Bolshevik Revolution. I know he was. But he was very famous. Who was he, he prior was to that? Well, he was nobody, but before. No, you just answered your but before the revolution, he became one. Well, so that's was, how. That's how. That's how George not, Washington no, became George someone Washington became, after the revolution. Again, George Washington became during or after the revolution. Okay. During or after. Okay. Then he was before the revolution. That's my point. But he became somebody after the revolution. He again, became. The he was before revolution. Okay, we're gonna famous. go around in circles. And, okay. He was publishing a newspaper. He was publishing he was a articles. He was famous already, so he was a celebrity. Okay, I get it. I get it. I so, love Samuel uh, Adams beer, by the way. I know it's great. Yeah. their lager yeah. is very good with the, <laughs> but, like that, with a nice so, orange peel. So, so my point is, mm-hmm. if you don't have any institutions, it's very easy to erase all of these things. Formally, because what will happen now? This traitor is going to be put out somehow from power, from the office, and then his party has to elect somebody. So, do you think Pashinyan because the parliament it? is going to be is going to be staying there, and his bastards, the MPs, the members of the parliament from his party, are going to be in charge of electing because they have absolute majority. The next prime minister. Right, so there is going to be a back dealings, backdoor dealings, a lot of processes, and these bastards are going to be staying in power still as members of parliament, and I think that's very destructive for us. We don't want any 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 kind of these things. If it was a true, real revolutionary type of thing, in a failed state, we would have the best chances of recovering. Now we're going to go again as classical Armenians. We're going to go the toughest, the hardest way. We're going to be scratching our left ear with our right hand. Going through, be- be- I mean, behind our necks. That's what we're going to do. Because we always do that. We always pick and choose the worst way. Because we want to be more Catholic than the Pope of Rome. Because we want to follow the rules and the laws that are not even there. Because we want to be, we want to appear the most civilized people in the whole universe, and because we always look around what other nations, other peoples think about us, we never do what's right do, for us. Do you really think our people in Armenia, though, have the capacity to to be able to go through this process that you're talking about? As well, far well, as everybody was going through this process in 2018, everybody was expecting that's what's going to happen. Everybody was expecting. And everybody was shocked that Nikol went. He had huge legitimacy from people. The Republican Party, the old regime, had zero legitimacy. And my first conflict with them was at that point, when he wasn't even a prime minister. Okay. He went and he asked them to elect him, the legitimate leader, which means that he gave the legitimacy granted to him by the people to the illegitimate parliament, mm-hmm. Ser Sarkisan's parliament, to elect him. So he legitimized them. That's why we're here. That's why nobody went to prison. Because he had backdoor dealings with them. 
Right. He and gave he gave guarantees of security to Serge, to many people. That's why nobody got uh, prosecuted. So they're all see, the same shit. See, in 2018, when the revolution took place, I I I didn't believe it then. I still don't today. But what I said was, I said, I hope I'm wrong because I wouldn't want our people to go through another disappointment. Now imagine this. We're talking about post-Nicol, not pre-Nicol. Because before Nicol, we were hopeful, right, yeah. and optimistic. Now Nicol comes in, for argument's sake. He ruins the country even more. We go to war. We lose lands. We lose thousands of young, uh, basically generation, right? Yeah. We've got tens of thousands of uh, wounded soldiers that are going to need so much medical help. We've got hundreds of thousands of people displaced. Pretty much a genocide. Now, exactly. what do you think post... Are we going to have huge immigration? So you really... Th ex and yeah, immigration problem. You really think people it, are going to be up for it? They're going to have... They the have to. Have to. What do I think doesn't matter? Have to. Do we have choice? No, we don't. What do we do? We go commit suicide or we try to do our best to gather ourselves, to take drastic steps, to... Uh, we are living in a catastrophic time. Mm -hmm. We are going through complete destruction and self-destruction. Did you see Marina's comment? She was like, Armenians will make Armenia stronger if they go back to Armenia. I guarantee you no one's going back to Armenia. No, no. don't guarantee. People have to go now. No one's going to go back to Armenia. Too bad. Then those people shouldn't Would be, you go back to live in Armenia? Shouldn't be considering them, themselves as patriots. Why not? Of their people. Why not? Because if you don't go to, 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 to live there or to help there or to increase your involvement if you cannot go. Of no, course, no, no, many no, people cannot no. go. No, no, no. no. Many don't, people, change the, don't change the words, though. I don't. In, involve, no, don't, don't t put involvement in it. Involvement, we have plenty of involvement in here. We have to increase the involvement. That's what I say. Okay, but you said... Don't we don't have plenty of involvement. Come on. Do not, do not say these things that many diasporans throw around. Oh, we helped. We did that. Diaspora did so little for Armenia. Please, these tales, fables that we believed in diaspora, that we love telling ourselves... Give me a freaking break. 120 or 160 million dollars. The whole diaspora. What happened with the money? Was stolen. Doesn't matter. At that point, nobody knew it's going to be stolen. So really? hold on. Did the diaspora didn't do anything? You really didn't think it was going to be stolen? Did. did. No. Why? You didn't you believe said, it was you be said, You said it was stolen, right? Yeah. Did the diaspora do something? What do you mean? Did the diaspora? You said the diaspora doesn't do anything. Did the diaspora collect 100? Well, very little. He says uh, we could have done okay. more. Well, okay. Very little. Okay. 100. Did they, they not collect it? Would you feel better if a billion dollars was stolen? Yes. Really? No, not stolen. Collected. Come on. So if you knew it's going to be stolen, why did you collect 160? Because there was a small percentage in me that wanted to believe our yeah. country is... Our people are ethical enough not to steal during war. Exactly. And so I was wrong. Nobody was thinking... And I was wrong. Nobody was thinking it's going to be stolen. I, I, we talked about it. Even when we were raising money, well, you were cynical, we talked about it. And I it. never believed this kind of thing is possible, but it was possible. Today, on List AM, news outlets publish it. Uh, uh, many, many listings appeared of military gear that was sent from yes. here. Clothing, binoculars. That was Armenian Craigslist, which is uh, called List AM. Yeah. That were sent from here and from Russia. Nobody would expect this. Nobody would expect or believe or fathom or imagine that a treason will take place. But that's not about it. When we were giving money to Armenia Fund, when the diaspora was giving, nobody was thinking it's going to be stolen. Maybe you did. 99% didn't, including me. I didn't. I didn't think this point. Did you donate any money? 
Why do you ask these things? I don't talk about what I do. I did a lot of things during the war. Now, my point is, yes, I did. But now... Knowing my, that it was going to be stolen, you still donated. No, he I, said he didn't think I it was going to be stolen. I didn't think it's going to be stolen because there are things you cannot fathom and it's good that you cannot fathom. Otherwise, you will not do anything for your country, for, you, for your birth country or for your, you know, uh, historic homeland or whatever you call it. Okay? My point is that... 99.9% of people didn't even fathom, didn't even think or imagine this kind of thing will happen. Of course they did. We why call it stolen, th- but it was transferred to the government. It was, it was stolen uh, Wh- figuratively. Why do you think we didn't at least raise a half a billion or over a billion Because dollars? we don't give money. No, because we don't trust. Because a lot of people had, they were skeptical about Those it. Those who were trusting didn't give much. Well, I have to tell you this. The rich people... The people with good means, mm-hmm. not only in America, throughout the diaspora, gave the least. Those who are middle class or who were in difficulties, financial how, how difficulties, let me finish, give? please. I know. Those people gave the most. Okay? Well, that's typical. That's typical. <laughs> that's look, just look. If but in general, the diaspora. If, if I the, go to but a in casino. General, the diaspora, the, the diaspora <laughs> loves thinking. That they have kept Armenia afloat. That's uh, uh, a big uh, lie. Look, Please. Aigen, if I go to let's ca- do it le- now. Let's, let's, go to, let's help Armenia let's now. Let's go to Pachanga right now. I bet you the guy sitting next to me, an Armenian guy yeah. who, who's on Section 8, is probably going to gamble $1,000. More. And me. That's, that's what I say. Me, so is that good? No, me sitting next to him, I would gamble far less than him and I could afford a lot gamble, more than you him. You don't give to your birth country. No, you no, don't give my, to your My point country. is when you said. The, the ones who have the least gave the most. Yeah. You don't know how much the billionaires gave. They don't necessarily give it through Armenia Fund. Uh, well, the only official channel was Armenia Fund. And I have to tell you, most of the billionaires That was bullshit too, by the way. Most of the... doesn't matter. That's a fact. Most it, of the billionaires... It's not a fact if it's bullshit. <laughs> the billionaires that they gave money, they gave not more, I believe. Not nobody. I believe. I'm not sure, but I believe so. Not more than $3 million. No. Totaling? There was no, one no, billionaire. Each billionaire. Oh, each billionaire. Yeah, not more than three. Okay, what do you want to just really? for them to give two hundred million dollars? Why not? Kirk did. What? What did? What did he have? What was? I mean, where what? did he end up? Kirk Kikorian donated a billion dollars throughout he, his he years. He didn't. Hundred and fifty. That's what he donated. No. Totaling his Total. entire. Yeah. No, it was. <laughs> it was. It was close to a billion dollars. No, who told you that? No, that, that's not. That's not correct. Okay. Well, all of our information is invalid. Incorrect. See that that's the thing. If you're having a you know a conversation, you have to respect that we know w- 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 when we say something, it also comes from a place of knowledge and research. It's not you know we're not pulling it out no, of our we're ass. talking about hundred and fifty million or a billion. I'm telling you, it was hundred and fifty million through Lindsay Foundation that he financed to Armenia. He gave maybe a little bit more, but there was never a billion so from, dollars. So from the 70s, or not even 70s, from the 60s until his death, he only gave $150 million. Yes, because he never gave anything in the 60s, in the 70s, in the 80s, in the 90s. He only gave in 2000s. He gave when Vartan Oskanyan, on the orders, I mean, he convinced uh, Robert Kochan, went and talked to him. That was the point when he started giving. He never gave before that. He never was connected to Armenia before that. It was only during and after that that he came to Armenia. And he never left any money to Armenia because he was disappointed in the government because he thought most probably that they were stealing. By the way, Harut Sasunyan was his confidant in this uh, issue. You can ask him. He's, he's the best person to answer your questions about this. 
Do you have, but, his, do you have his phone number? But uh, no, I don't. But okay. you can you can find him. He's he's, he's a famous guy here in LA. But uh, yeah, the uh, Armenian Mirror Spectator editor in chief, I believe. He's he's a famous uh, community leader. Um, and I'm not an Angeleno, so. Um, I'm not very much into Here the it details. Here it is. One billion dollars. Of Armenian descent, Kikorian provider over one billion for charity Who in Armenia that? thought his Lindsay Foundation, which was established in yeah. 1989. Who says that? One billion dollars. Where, where, where did that number come from? You want to uh, share the link? Le- Levik, share, send the link. Okay. We have to examine that link because his fortune was in average four billion dollars. He never gave one billion dollars to Armenia. Not in one shot. He didn't write a check for a billion dollars. Again, again, it was. This was in a matter Lindsay of was twenty plus years. Again, he never gave during twenty plus years. He gave during okay. a dozen years. Well, m- l- looking back, are you not glad the diaspora didn't raise more than hundred eighty million? No, I'm not glad. So you would rather we lose a billion dollars if we knew so the we, government can get a again, forty million dollar raise, right? So next time give zero. Yes. Because you may suspect that it's going to be lost. Yes. In this, okay, in this way, Armenia will get nothing. I'd rather. Well, pay. They don't, remember, they don't need the diaspora. <laughs> Who told you that? They don't need the diaspora. <laughs> Who told you that? That's yeah. another statement from the same series as Armenia should become part of Russia. I if I'd rather send a thousand dollars to a family in need in Armenia 100%. than give it to a okay. foundation. Uh, I agree with that, but what if you have a credible, true, serious, trustworthy, honest government? Keyword there is if. Yeah. What well, if? When's the last time we had that? We never. Exactly. First Republic. And yet you want me to work my ass off. Uh, donate the money to Armenia? And give it to a government who's <laughs> yeah. driving Bentleys and wearing... Give, give G-Wagons. <laughs> That's a valid point. Give to different different projects. There Create you your own project. Point is go give. I'm not advocating for Armenia Fund. But, e- even but till increase, recently, increase your involvement in Armenia. My involvement? You have no that idea was, what my involvement is. Yeah. I've been you involved d- in Armenia for 30 years. Do you understand? I'm not years. talking personally right, to you. I understand. I'm not talking personally to right. you. Right. And so have other people. But my point is that, look, I, I could go to Armenia. There's a lot of things I could implement in Armenia. I don't. Why? Because I don't trust the system. I'm going to go there. I'm going to build something. And it's going to get taken away from me. Like many, many people that I know who have what done do that. What do you suggest? What's, what's the solution? Our our whole mentality, our culture has to change as far as how we view things. We here's how we view things. Why don't you want to go and set an example, a good example for those to follow? Because so many have tried and failed. So keep on. So trying. our our foundation has to be kind of has so to be reset. The, you're shutting the door on Armenia and turning. No, the no, I'm not. Off. I'm not shutting it down. But I personally. I'm not willing to do that. I've done it for so many years. I've tried to okay. help them out. I cannot go there and change change how the people, their mentality. Do your most. That should be the message. Do your most. Keep on doing. Never get uh, tired. Here, here's here's how. Here, I hate to say this. Here's how our people think. If I go to Armenia tomorrow, yeah. and I give a thousand dollars, yeah, they're gonna. Well, I mean, the guy came from L.A. Of course, he's supposed to give a thousand dollars. He could have given a lot more than that. Really. Do you know how the fuck I make a living? Do you know what I go through to put? No, you don't. But the people over of there course, are going to stink. Of money is not growing. And I get trees. messages every day from Armenia now. I don't know how the hell these people found me. I swear. Do you want to see my message board? It's like. Uh, uh, I have a sick child. I have yeah, this. I have that. Day. I'm like every single day I'm getting messages. And every single time I saw them, I have somebody where you are. Give me a number. I will have them come to you. They will reach out to you. If I know you're legitimate, 
I will send you the money. Whatever amount it is that you need for your family, let my people in Armenia contact you and I will do it. You know what they do? Blocked. I'm blocked. Doesn't matter. You can, I mean, not you <laughs> personally. <laughs> so nothing matters. No, you are bringing it down to well, very minor. Mike, wait. You just said you're talking something else. We're talking about something, and then you're saying, and then you say we, it doesn't we matter. Have raised a billion dollars. Of course, because I don't care who writes you what you say to that person. I'm talking about grander. I want to help. Arnold wants to help. Edgar wants to you help. You want to help? Go help. establish a hospital. Go establish a care home for uh, elderly. Uh, 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 prosthetics. Um, uh, prosthetics lab. For the amputated soldiers. Well, in a couple, in a couple of Do weeks. Do that. Well, I, so what's the government then doing? There's no government. Do your part if you want. Really? If you can. Okay. So here's then basically enable the government to screw everybody over, increase their pensions, increase their salaries while the okay. diaspora so goes over there. So what's your point? You don't want to do anything? Don't do anything. No, it's not about no, not no, doing no. anything. You have to be what's the solution, guys? You have to be strategic about it. Okay, you what have, is the strategic way? You have, to, the, you have to allow the government to do its part. Okay. If they don't do, you shouldn't be doing, you should be cutting your ties with the country. Not cutting your ties, but... I'm not going to put my hard work effort into a okay. country where the government is fucking the people over. I can't fix that. Okay, do it directly for the people. I do do it directly that's to it. the people, Good. not through the government. Good. And that's what everybody else yeah. does. Exactly. That's, why, that's how it should that's be. That's why done. we only right raise. That's, how it should be that's why we only raise. So you do the right million. thing. Why are you? Why are you t- talking for the audience? Because you're disappointed do that we only raised 180 million during a genocide. I say that was even during more than war. I expected. It was a genocide. Yeah. Right. How many people were displaced? It was a genocide. So I agree. why? And I was surprised we even raised that much because uh, nobody trusted. Well, they people still trusted during the war. Everybody put their last cent in this thing. The middle class and the not so well off class. Credit cards. Yeah. Do you know how many friends people, I know, do you know how many friends I know in, that de- barely exact, make any money? Exactly. They gave the most. Credit. Yes. They gave the most. Of course they did. And those who had the biggest means, they gave they gave the least. Not all, but many, many, because a considerable they, size. Because they don't trust it. I'm Again, telling I'm you. telling you, they were trusting during the war. Everybody was trusting. Everybody was doing their very best. During the war, in those 44 days, nobody doubted anything. Till today? Today, as in like, what's today? Because people Today's still seventh, started right? Nichols, uh, trusted Nichols government. Today's people trusted during the war. Initially they did. Yeah, and the lies that were coming from the government that, oh, we're going to win, we're winning. Oh, this is a strategic retreat. We're going to counterattack. And et all this nonsense, all this BS, people were trusting that unconditionally because people wanted to secure the victory. And still, by trusting, we all we could do was hundred something million dollars. One fundraising dinner of... A corporate, uh, a, a corporate circle in New York, right? The whole Armenian people. That was our capacity. Yet Armenia Fund won't be transparent with us and come on our show and tell us you know what? what the plan is. I don't care about Armenia Fund. I think diasporans should get involved more they now. Are. There's, there's Again, so many. Hi, do you, more do, you, do, you th- do you think if Armenia Fund and all the nonprofits were more transparent, Armenia Fund, if they were more transparent with where the money was going and they were showing actual results as far as what was going on in Armenia. And the government wasn't eating the money. You don't think we would raise more than $120 million? Well, guys, you don't seem to get my point. During the war, nobody besides maybe you two doubted. <laughs> okay? Everybody had absolute confidence in wow. Armenia Fund and in the war effort. Everybody had absolute confidence. Do you know Come how on. much we raised during the show for Armenia Fund? How much? 
$356,000. So you, you thought it's going to be lost? It's going to be stolen? Mm-hmm. That's no. why you we raised? Didn't, no, no, we no. didn't think it was going to be stolen. So you, you were trusting too? We were, yeah. yeah. If the, you trust, this... you give your most. So the people gave their most, but the richest people didn't give their most. No, no, no. We, uh, for us, it was more of like, here's the $356,000. Yeah. Which we, is huge. We, of course, and we for your, and, and your, we, your and, group, and we crossed our. It wasn't only us; it was all of our listeners, all of our followers. Armund had a big chunk in it as well. But we Guys. crossed our fingers and we prayed. We said, "We hope this gets there." Yeah. And a lot of time has passed by, and we've asked Armenia Fund, "Where is it going? What's the plan?" What? And they gave a bullshit statement and said, "Oh, this is where it's going," and blah blah blah. They refused to come on the program, and we'll give you thirty minutes, an hour, just talk. Give us, a, give us. A plan of action as far as where these funds are going to, and they refuse to do it. Will I trust Armenia Fund again? Probably not. Himna Drama actually fun, uh, I agree published you. something yesterday, and I'll share it with you uh, about kind of the breakdown of how much money is going to go to each family, each member, and so on and so forth. But ultimately, during this time of no, the trust is lost. The time tri- time of war. Then you read about how uh, they're increasing their twenty twenty one salaries by. 18 billion dirham. Like, are you kidding me? With whose money? Do you know money? that most of the uh, material aid that went to Armenia ended up in uh, basements, in, basements yeah. in Shushi and left to the enemy? And most of them was left in the Ministry of Defense uh, uh, storage facilities and uh, wasn't distributed. But that doesn't mean that we have to stop. That doesn't mean that. Everybody's disappointed We're going to take like a different hell. approach. Look, we are, we're actually working on a fund where... Our plan is to raise millions of dollars a year with this unique uh, structure that we have. Okay? Exactly. But so it's it's not about giving up. But we're not gonna. We don't trust the system and, unless you we set see up your own system and you do that. Well, so do good for he, you. What did he just say? Make an example of that so that others follow you. My point is everybody I, should do by, the same thing. By the time I I go and figure out Armenia, I'll be. <laughs> Come on, you said you're setting up a fund. I barely figure out. Figure they'll, out they'll, LA they'll, accuse, they'll accuse you of being another George <laughs> yeah, Soros. Are you kidding me? Yeah. They'll say this wise nut came here from LA to to profit out of our people. See, that's that's another thing that we're afraid of as okay, well. What's people, the solution then? Not do anything. Again, we're not saying don't do anything. We're just you taking want me, you want me to avenues. trigger hike? Go under Russian control. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not about Russian control. It's about any type of control. It's about you, the you, Bolsheviks. Armenians should control themselves. Do we have any more questions? You want to take some more questions, or, no? <laughs> or you want to go home? You, there's you, know, you. You have no idea what's going on in this feed. Like you have no idea. Some what's people going on are in this feed. with you. Some people are insulting you. Like there's no tomorrow. That's fine. I'm, um, I'm used to that. I don't care about <laughs> that. I don't know if you're gonna. This is gonna take you a week now to go through. Do you think I'm gonna go through? Everything? I hope you do. Of course not. You no. will. You shared the other live. You cut out Andy's part, which I'm glad you did. And then you put the put the rest of the live in there. Yeah. Well, I wasn't going to put Andy. <laughs> John. I, I'm glad you didn't put Andy. John. You, yeah. John. That's a very creative name. We should call our fund Himar Dram. I think the uh, <laughs> Levy said good night to us like six times today. <laughs> and he's, he's like he's like okay, Le- okay, let's, can we go home? Levy's been leaving since I think it was eight forty five. Yeah, because he was b- before uh, he, that, was, he was trying to use me as an excuse. He's like Arno has guests. No, Levik. Arno doesn't have guests. <laughs> we promised hike midnight, so you guys have another hour and a half to um, <laughs> suffer. Oh uh, gosh! Well, about an hour and a half left for um, Nicole Pashinyan to uh, 
step down. Are you so. excited that Biden is pres- well, president-elect? Well, uh, do you want to get another trigger from me? Yeah, I am very excited. You are. Huh? You yeah. are? Okay. Did you see the footage in uh, in uh, Atlanta, Georgia, as far as when they found the, the hidden ballots underneath the desks? They suddenly popped out when the pipes burst. Okay, I'm not. I I, I thought we we're not going to discuss America. No, no, no. We won't. Pass, we won't discuss America. That's for another day. Lu- for another Lucy day. says Haika Karshamian is buying a mansion in Malibu. I don't know about that. I could check title. That guy's a big time Soros <laughs> bitch. You know that. If you don't look him up, all I can all I can say here. I'll check title in a couple weeks. He had a, <laughs> he had a very decent father. Who was a professor in the university, but uh, uh, him, I think that's a different story. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's yeah. We're talking about him. I don't know his father, nor do I know. Again, I've I've even friended Haikak, hopefully to invite him on the show. But these guys are afraid of their own shadow, and that that should these tell guys you are part of. Uh, they they have the label of uh, traitors now, so yeah. I don't know if uh, what can you get from them. Uh, Jake will never ban you. You're one of our lo- loyal followers, man. We love you, Jake. And you work with wood. Yeah, <laughs> we love guys who work with wood. Yes, Something not else. morning wood, but wood. Like <laughs> <laughs> John, thank you so much for thank taking you. time out of your Monday to be with us, man. We really, really yeah. do appreciate. It. And again, hey, no, no hard feelings on any of these. This is like it's no, of course, it's not. all conversation. It's all conversation. Are you it's sure? All com- of course. Uh, once the cameras off, the bats come out. <laughs> <laughs> again, man, thanks for being here with us. Hopefully, we can hopefully we can have you on the show one day without the mask. So people could see your face. Hopefully, yeah. You've got beautiful blue eyes. Green eyes. eyes. Is green, it green yeah. or blue? Green. So yeah, I can't tell with that Thank black you. fence around your face. I would look at the ca- I would look at the live feed sometimes. I'm like, wait, did we change the filter on this? And then I would realize, no, he's wearing a mask. <laughs> he changed it halfway through the show. <laughs> I don't want to know how. But uh, guys, thank you everybody for all the interaction, all the shares, all the love. Uh, again, Hike, thank you so much again. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate it. Everybody else, we'll see you guys next week. Give us a follow. Instagram for our daily memes. Our daily memes are back. I don't feel as bad posting them anymore. Um, Instagram, YouTube. We'll be on iTunes. We'll be on YouTube tomorrow. Spotify and iTunes will be on on Wednesday. And Pornhub on Friday. And Pornhub on Friday. Uh, Have a great week. Have a great weekend. And we'll see you guys on next Monday. (laughs) Thank you. I was pissed, but I'm not pissed anymore. You're good now? Yeah, I'm good. You want to go out for a drink? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>